Alrighty. Welcome, welcome everybody. In whichever way you're listening to this, the uh, cellular device up on the roof of a house with fucking TV antennas. No joke, my dad has TV antennas that he gets like, he steals free cable from. <clears throat> uh, radio broadcast, whatever, however you're listening to this, thank you so much for tuning in to episode tres of the Glad to Meet You podcast. And for those of you that, uh, that means three, for those of you that don't speak Spanish, as you can tell by my wonderful ability to roll the R's. <laughs> Underdog. Espanol. <laughs> Yo, uh, first of all, thank you for uh, hanging out today. Absolutely. Appreciate uh, putting oh, appreciate uh, putting some time to the side. But uh, can you roll your R's? I'm curious. I don't know. Can I? I don't know. <laughs> kind of sounds like you're seducing me with like a kitty purr. Hey. I would never do that. <laughs> hey, glad. <laughs> <laughs> um and then just throw a belch on the end of it. Here, ready? You get the belch, I'll get the purr. Ready? Hey, underdog. That was so weak. I waited get... too long. I digested the <laughs> <laughs> No, I think I don't think you waited too long. I think you prematurely ingested the air. That's what you did. Probably. <laughs> Here, get me ready. I'll get the burp. All right. Hey, glad. I like the way you look over there. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Mine wasn't much better. <laughs> Dude, but, um... it took longer, but it sounded better. <laughs> Dude, I did the same thing. I didn't know you were going to throw in all these extra words, and I was like, oh, God, he's making this difficult for me to hold <laughs> See? in the fucking air. Yeah, you fucked me. You fucked <laughs> me, bro. Yeah, but mine was short and sweet. Mine was like, hey, underdog. Yours was like, hey, glad. How you doing? The how you doing threw me <laughs> off. Dude. Yeah, pretty much. Dude, why is it... um? Why do so? I'm thinking about like rolling R's. Why does it seem like every other language or a lot of other languages have like these cool sounds to them, like romantic sounds, like you know, like Spanish and shit? They got that rolled R. Like, we don't fucking roll R's. And if you go to like, all right, so I'm gonna try to like not sound like a racist piece of shit, but <laughs> that's a good way to start a sentence. All right, before. Before I say what I want to say, I'm going to try to not sound like a racist piece of shit. All right. If you go to, like, uh, fucking India or China or something, or, like, any Asian country, like, when you're there, you know, even if you don't speak an Asian language, you know that that language is an Asian language, you know? Like, like, sure. you, can, like you can clearly identify the sound of, a, of an Asian language. You can clearly identify the sound of, like, different languages. What I always wonder, like, you ever think about what people that don't speak English natively, how English sounds to them? I think they think it sounds cool like we think their shit sounds cool. Like, yeah. um, I had this eighth grade teacher that told me that he went to China and they had, like, T-shirts that said shit in English on them, like, spaghetti. And he asked them why, and they're like, the letters look cool. The letters look cool? 
Yeah, and they like they had no idea what it said. They could have said like <laughs> child rapist on it, and they would have been like, "Cool letters, man." <clears throat> but you don't think you think they think that our language actually sounds like fucking sick? Like, dude, that sounds so romantic English. It sounds so poetic and pretty and beautiful. Well, it doesn't have to be poetic and pretty and beautiful or romantic to be cool. Like, I think they like southern accents because it sounds like, you know, western spaghetti, shoot them up, you know, like <laughs> Clint Eastwood and shit. <laughs> All like, right. So. So, so I guess you could argue, argue some of the hardcore, like, <clears throat> I, I guess it's, uh, I guess it's weird for me to say this, but like, I feel like I have a pretty standard English accent. I don't feel like I have any extreme on in any sense. And yeah, it, it, I often wonder, like, if somebody hears me talk that doesn't understand English, what goes in their ears? Like, I, I feel like it's just some shit that is just uh, gibberish. Like, uh, <laughs> oh, God, I'll, I'm not even going to try to do this. Actually, I am. <laughs> like, I've, I feel like people <laughs> hear shit that sounds like this. Like, a recum, a crab door, a leakic I am. Just like, just like complete nonsense that doesn't really make like any fucking sense, and it doesn't really have any roll off the tongue. No. Well, like, I mean, just a regular American accent isn't that exciting, so they'd probably hear it and just kind of <laughs> ignore it. Like, if you live in like California or Texas, you're around enough Mexicans that you hear Spanish all the time, and you just ignore it because it doesn't sound cool anymore. Yeah. But like a rand regular standard American accent is what you see on like all TV shows and shit and they like they're either reading subtitles or li listening to a dub. So they probably just hear it and goes in one ear and out the other. Probably. Just like I would if somebody <laughs> was spitting gibberish in my direction. That's what Russian sounds like to me. It sounds like the dumbest fucking language ever. Um when's the last time I heard like a like somebody speak fluent Russian to me. I don't know. I hear German all the time. German just sounds angry. Well, they're very precise. Like Indica, I'll tell you. Everything that they say is like super specific. Yeah, that's true. Like where you would call it a car. They're like a, a machine with four wheels and engine. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> a machine with four German wheels and engine. Very precise. <laughs> Rectangular shaped <laughs> thing in front of me that displays screens while I play video games. You mean monitor? I think that's the. I think that's what Volkswagen means. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. But uh, anyway, dude, what's good? What you been up to? Just fucking killing it, man. I mean, uh, just I just posted life. again. Yeah, I just, I just posted on like Facebook and Reddit uh, my update with everything. But uh, it's been 16 months, and uh, as of today, it's actually 184 pounds that I've lost. What the um, fuck? Yeah, dude, like, I don't know. I I was exercising a lot up until a couple of weeks ago. I dislocated my knee while I was uh, at jiu-jitsu class. Like, the first class I went to after I got my blue belt, I blew my knee out. So I've just kind of been, like, doing sit-ups and shit in my living room like a creep. Dude, you're about to hit yeah. the big two zero zero. Uh, I got a little ways to go. I mean, two sixty eight's cool and all, but I don't know. With my frame and everything, I'll get down to two twenty, and I'll probably start to plateau off and have to go get some skin removed or something gross. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's nuts though. So you fucking, 
That's like mind blowing. Did you ever think that you would do that? Like if 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 somebody walked up to you uh two years ago and was like, Yo, so are you excited to lose two hundred plus pounds? What would you have said? <laughs> Dude, I was <laughs> I was literally eating like hot pockets and pizza rolls and shit every day, literally saying to myself, like, Well, you know, I guess I have to just accept the fact that I'm fat because I'm never going to actually work hard enough to get down that far. I was just like so miserable with my situation and everything that I just kind of had no hope for the future. And then I finally got out of that situation. And I was like, wait, no, that's not true. So you, so what was your peak weight? 452. 452. <laughs> so yeah, you mentioned that you... Uh, I was wearing like a 4X t-shirts, uh, size 54 jeans. <laughs> oh gosh. I just found an old pair of jeans yesterday and like I put them on and literally I could fit like myself and like Brian in the pants. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I could probably fit in there with you. We can have a, we can have a jeans oh, party. You, me, you, and like a toddler. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's crazy though. So like, so I guess for like everybody that's listening, I think a, a big question on people's minds is how the fuck does somebody who you mentioned hopeless and just feeling like you kind of want to give up and and that you're you're this fat and that there's no way that uh you know anything's going to change or that you're ever going to be motivated? How do you go from that to talking to me today and saying? 184 pounds down another fucking 50 60 to go yet easily um get divorced marriage is cancer (laughs) i concur being married to somebody that makes you feel like shit all the time is definitely a a good way to make yourself miserable i got out of that relationship and away from all those people and uh once i was out on my own like i just i thrive better on my own i guess and uh, i just saw you know i got into keto saw that you know you could eat meat and stuff all the foods that i really like besides pizza and uh it was like oh well, it's perfect and you can even still eat pizza you can just do the cauliflower kind yeah but my thing is like with the keto diet there's all these little workarounds and like fancy fucking like oh you can have fudge but there's fat in it like i just feel like that's cheating without cheating and that's a slippery slope one day you're eating a piece of fat fudge and the next day you're eating a fucking bucket of ice cream. You might as well just stick to meat and veggies. Yeah, that's true. But some of these fudges are really good though. I mean, I read a lot of good things about the ben- the health benefits of like chocolate to your body and fudge. And I I mean, I I'm sure that there is a clear difference between dark chocolate that you can eat that physicians say is healthy for you and like fat fudge, so to speak. Um I just don't trust myself. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough, dude. That's fucking willpower out the ass, which is definitely uh, something over the past. How long have you been doing it for? 16 months. 16 months. Well, over the November past 16... 2016. I've definitely noticed over those 16 months that uh, you have fucking greater willpower than my own, man. <laughs> Fucking, uh, <laughs> I've had four cheat meals in almost a year and a half. Yeah, and there, and how many were under the influence of alcohol? Two. Okay, so half of them. You look at it like that. <laughs> I mean, I got really drunk one night and ate like 
two or three big slices of an extra large pizza. <laughs> Dude, I, you know what the thing is, though? You've been so hardcore and so dedicated and so passionate about the lifestyle change. And yes, I full, I don't consider keto a diet. I don't consider it a, uh, even a meal plan. It's a fucking way of life because it just changes everything. But we'll get into that. Um, um, I bet you you were so hardcore and keto and so like dedicated that those three slices of pizza probably didn't even do anything. Well, one of my cheat meals, I actually had two slices of a regular large pizza, and I just like fasted the next day until about noon, and I checked, and I was still pissing purple. If anybody <laughs> knows what that means, <laughs> pissing purple. Explain that, just so people know what I'm talking about. Uh, some people in the keto dieting slash lifestyle community uh, get these little test strips that you can pee on, kind of like a pregnancy test, but much smaller, and uh, you piss on the strip and you hold it up to the little bottle and uh, if it changes from any color like light pink to light purple to dark purple and then like damn near black if you're fucking gimpy yeah um, dude those strips yeah. just melt tell, <laughs> they just kind of tell you where you are as far as your uh, ketones in your body which is not entirely accurate because if you're overhydrated underhydrated it yeah. can mess with it but it's a decent uh -huh. little like keep yeah. track of where you are type of tool I agree. It's it's not it's not a good uh judgment on how deep you are in ketosis. That the best thing to do for that is to fucking take blood out of your body. Um because mm -hmm. that directly measures the blood ketone levels. But the cool things about the strips is it lets you know that your body is actively producing an excess of ketone bodies. And for me, yeah. yeah. And and for me like not wanting to spend the investment or you know, get the equipment needed to take these blood tests, which is probably not that big of a hassle anyway. I'm just lazy. The fact that you can just stop. Oh, hey, I'm at fucking the convenience store. Oh, let me pick these up. It's just so easy to get. It's right there. You know what I mean? And you pee on these things and it's just when it turns purple, you know, damn, like my because the reason that the ketones come out of your urine is because all excess ketone bodies that are produced by your liver come out of your urine and are, ex are excreted as waste. So it's a really good thing. It's a good confidence booster. Like nothing makes you feel better than peeing dark, dark purple, but nothing also makes you feel shittier when you feel like you're doing well and then you pee and it's like a peach or like a yellow. And yeah. You're like, and you're like, fuck. That's why I've kind of considered stopping using them because I drink way more water than most people. Yeah. Like, well over a gallon a day. So you're saturating it. Yeah, for sure. That's good though. Water is fucking, I used to not drink that much water, but ever since getting into the keto lifestyle, I got into it. Oh God. I guess this summer will be three years for me. Damn. Yeah. Um, you're like so fucking lean though. Like your abs are so hard and like, you don't do ab workouts or exercises or anything like that. You just kind of like walk, hike and yeah. eat keto and your abs are like little fucking stones on your stomach. <laughs> I mean, it like, I guess that's what happens when you get below ten percent, uh, ten percent body fat. I mean, that's so, like that's what I'm going for, baby. Oh, dude, it, it's it's tough, man. It's it's really tough to stay below ten consistently, um, because once you start dropping into the eight range, I mean, you're like 
you're real like your skin everywhere on your stomach like you can you can grab the skin by your belly button and it's basically like paper you know like it just pulls <laughs> out like paper and you can like stretch it and you can stick a finger through it and you can see your fingernail through your skin on your stomach like you know what i mean people don't realize when uh when people are that low body fat like how low that actually is it's actually really dangerous to get into the the like five percent lower range i mean yeah that's just for professional like bodybuilders and yeah stuff. and I, and even bodybuilders i would say when they do shows i would say your average professional bodybuilder is probably like six percent five percent like during during a show now there are people that have gotten down into like the three and the two percents, and the thing is, if you look up any of those guys' profiles, they extremely unhealthy, don't feel good, don't feel good about themselves, don't have any confidence, serious health issues. Like that is just not a healthy, a healthy way to uh, to live. Now you're you're depleting your body like essential vitamins and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um. But I, uh, I think we should uh, inform a little bit about the keto. I'll uh, give you the reins if you want, like the the basics, unless you want me to explain. Well, I mean, the essential idea, without getting too complicated, which can scare a lot of people off if you <laughs> like start throwing out all these percentages and like for sure fancy names for vitamins and shit like that. But essentially, the idea is that you eat a lot of fat, a medium amount of protein and a very low amount of carbohydrates which can vary between people especially like with women they'll eat a lot less calories per day than guys will but you know the general idea is like a 60 to 70 percent fat like 20 ish percent protein i lean on the heavier side of protein but and then like 10 percent to 5 percent carbs and you really want to get all your carbs from vegetables you don't really want to play around with like eating a slice of toast just for your carbs for the day you're at, you're much better off just having you know some green beans or some shit like that or nuts nuts are a great way yeah too yeah. um and they're they're actually not as expensive anymore as they used to be especially pistachios bro let me tell you about the fucking price of the nuts at the store i went to the store today i told you and i did some grocery shopping i can't believe that mm -hmm. nuts are like 12.99 a pound if you want to get if you want to get uh macadamia nuts, the macadamia nuts at the grocery store near me, two of them actually right across the street from each other, they're like thirteen ninety nine a pound. I can't remember if it's macadamia or macadamia nuts. No, macadamia nuts, nuts are the most expensive by far. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Those are the ones that they like fatten up pigs with and shit, or like they bait them to kill them. I think. Yeah, they're they're the fattiest nuts. They're the best nuts for keto. That's why I get them. But I don't like getting them because every time I do, I it's like, oh, here's my bag of nuts, and I and I see my total on the cash register is like fifty bucks, and then she scans the nuts through, <laughs> and it's like eighty-seven, and I'm like, what? Jesus, thirty-seven dollars in fucking nuts? Are you kidding me? These better, these nuts better. <laughs> I don't even know. These nuts better just <laughs> rest on my face and just give me like the Roman helmet. They better grow a dick and just start like fucking my throat while I'm eating them because that's so ridiculous, dude. $37, I may as well just go to the corner and buy a fucking prostitute at that point. But there be no hair on these nuts. Yeah. No, but seriously, they're they're amazing. They're my favorite nut by far. 
Because they're like, they're kind of sweet. That's what I like about them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like well, cashews too. I think cashews have like a little sweetness to them. They do, but cashews are, I don't like cashews for keto. Cashews are not. Oh, I don't fuck with. Yeah. They're too high in protein and they're too low in fat and they have too many carbs. They're They're just like a shitty balance. Honestly, I eat pretty much the same thing every day. That's like a lot of people ask me, like, well, what kind of meals do you have? Like, do you have any ideas for, like, meal prep stuff? I'm like, dude, honestly, I'm a fucking boring person. I eat the same food every day. <laughs> Summer sausage, pork steak, like, either tomatoes or cucumbers. Those are the only fucking vegetables I eat during the week. <laughs> On the weekend, I'll eat peppers and shit like that, but... During the week, it's literally like, for breakfast, what'd you have? Pork steak. For lunch, what'd you have? Summer sausage. Dude. And I just skip dinner and have a snack later. Dude, I'm laughing because you're hitting home so hard. People, people, uh, <laughs> one of the main reasons, so like, I, I preach keto, like, they fucking pay me to. And uh, I've probably gotten like 20 or 30 people to try it. And I would say maybe 20% of people actually stick around. And the main, and one mm. of the biggest complaints is I just get tired of eating the same thing all the time. And, and for me, like, I'm like, dude, I could literally eat pork and steak every single fucking day for every meal, the same foods every, like all the time and never get tired of it because that's how much I, I fucking huh, 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 love meat. I've been eating fucking steak and pork for three years. That's all I eat. I don't even really eat vegetables anymore. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I'm dead serious. I don't have any. Ve- I didn't buy any vegetables today when I went to the store, and I spent three hundred dollars on groceries. But it's like, have you ever? What? I'll say, have you ever done like asparagus with olive oil and Parmesan cheese? And oh, oven? oh, dude, we that. So when Death came to visit me, we we cooked. Uh, we did asparagus and Brussels sprouts. I think when uh, Death yes. and Travis came, and we fucking like, it, cause I was I was. Uh, you know, trying to teach death about how I eat my keto foods. And I was like, dude, put some olive oil in there. And he started putting some olive oil in the pan. And I looked at it and I was like, bro, I was like, I was like, put some olive oil in there. He's like, dude, I put it all over the place. It's like a light trinkle, like, like that zigzags back and forth. I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, you see the bottle, how it is now? See how full it is? Half that. I want it to be half that when you're done. <laughs> and I'm like, create a puddle in the bottom. I want those things to be soaking up so much olive oil that when I eat them, I'm going to immediately get a fucking heart disease. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but nah, it's, uh, well, what's that? is a pussy. We all know that. Yeah, no, that's a bitch. He ain't even going to He couldn't do keto. He He's Mr. Hard-ass military nah. bodyguard fucking gun guy, and he couldn't even handle, like, two weeks of keto. Mm-mm. Here's the thing about here's the thing about him. So I had a friend, Zach, and he uh came up to me and was complaining about his uh his weight. He was like, I just I just don't have like quite the the leanness that I want. But he but he's also all about strength. So I told him that uh he should try this keto thing. At that at that time, I had been doing it for about two months, so I was like pretty new in it, but I was seeing insane results. And I told him, I was like, dude, this is not going to make you like bigger or stronger, but it's going to cut all of the fat off of the areas where you don't want the fat. If that's your primary goal, like 
for, for people listening, if you're looking to get into keto, it is, it is for two people. Primarily, it's for tons of people, but primarily there's two reasons that people do keto outside of uh, medical purposes. One is endurance athletes. It's really good for sustained, low um, uh, intensity exercises. So like, you know, rowing, marathons, cardio, things like that. It's great for that. It is terrible for high intensity weightlifters. So people that are looking to just like throw up as much weight as they can because you'll fucking black out it's not good for that that's what carbohydrates are for you can't put a whole basketball team on keto and expect them to and then the second type of person is somebody that's looking to lose fat so if you're just if you don't really want to lose too much muscle you want to sustain your lean muscle mass but you want to lose all the fat on your body keto is absolutely perfect for you and that's why most people do it and i told him that and i was like you know if you're looking to lose your fat this is perfect and he does it and he was like, I, I'm just, I'm getting weaker in the gym. And I'm like, dude, I told you it's not like, I did not recommend this for you to get bigger and faster and stronger. You said that you were concerned about fat on your body. So I recommended something to get rid of fat. And he just like, couldn't fucking handle it. And he was struggling so bad on a daily basis and was like getting all like lightheaded. And I'm like, yeah, you're just not doing it right or something. I don't know. I never have lightheaded issues. Do you? Um, I, uh, I don't really, unless I, like, cause I do jujitsu, I get yeah. into really intense roles and stuff. Like when uh -huh. I go to stand up afterwards, occasionally I'll lose my balance. One time I blacked out and kind of hit the deck, but mm -hmm. that was at a competition. But, <laughs> yeah. I mean, my endurance is way better. And that's the thing. If you're doing something like jujitsu where it's, you know, typically a long sustained, uh, battle, going back and forth um eventually you don't have to use much explosive energy because you're using your technique and whatnot mm -hmm. so you need more endurance than you do explosive energy but that's the whole point in carbohydrates is it stores its exactly uh, glyc uh what the fuck's the word the, glycogen the, the sugar that yeah i think it is glycogen i think yeah. it stores that in your muscles and it uses it for explosive energy so if you're gonna mm. go like do some crazy deadlifts or play football and yeah it makes sense to eat carbs before you work out not all day yeah but um you know if you're gonna you know like you said running a marathon or something like that uh if your body's living off of fat it, you know eats the fat slower yeah for sure and then um and then essentially just continuing a little bit more about how keto works so basically uh you heard underdog talking about uh carbohydrates most people eat a lot of carbohydrates to the point where carbohydrates become their primary energy source stored on their body. What keto does is since you are depleting your body of essentially all carbohydrates, when you look at percentages, it's pretty much nilch. Um, and you're eating so much fat, your, your liver creates ketone bodies, and that becomes your primary source of energy. And what that does is your fat is now you. So any fat that's stored on your body is now your primary energy source instead of carbohydrates. So if you have fat on your stomach, fat on your face, fat on your sides, fat on your ass, and you go do a workout or just walk around, you know, blah, 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 going shopping, whatever, you're always burning fat first. Fat, fat, fat is just being cut off. And, it, and it's crazy when you're deep in, ke in uh, ketosis, uh, would you agree with me, underdog? You can almost just like feel it. Like you just, you feel oh, yeah. your body is just, is so, um, is so optimized and so efficient and you just feel clean and you're not bloated and you're not inflated with water. It's, it's just a very, 
it's a very nice, pure, clean feeling. And the reason for that is because you're essentially in a state of fasting. So your body pretty much is mimicking what your body would do if it was in a state of starvation. However, you have lots of nutrients in your body. You're eating tons of calories every day. You're, you're supplying your muscles with protein. Like you're not starving, but your body thinks it is. And it's cool. It's a good feeling. It's, it's, I highly recommend it. I, I could not recommend it any more than anybody. On yeah. It's kind of like an evolutionary thing. If you think about it, if you know, think about humans before civilization, if you were living, you know, in the wild and you're hunting, the more hungry you are, the better you are at hunting. And that's just kind of like an evolutionary advantage, you know, and especially a, a, a lot of scientists say that, you know, the, one of the humans, uh, main strategies for hunting was endurance so like yeah you can't run as fast as a deer but if you can track the deer you can run longer than the deer and if your body is feeding on fats like it would be if you were hungry and starving fasting however you want to put it yep. you'll eventually run that deer down and fuck it and then eat it in that order yeah and that's very true and that's that's you know uh <clears throat> if you look at why humans are built for like running and marathons is because we're just naturally built for for uh long endurance races like that and it's interesting to think about like we're we're humans before like modern day technology and the modern lifestyle we're most humans in ketosis like all the time really because yeah i mean fruits and stuff like that were way more rare yeah, I mean, and you do, you obviously all processed canned food is just non-existent. Like cans don't even exist yet. You're eating, you're basically eating as much as you can at a time. And then like how, I don't really know, like what was the time period before humans ate their next meal? Like how, how uh, consistent were meals for humans like way back then? Because that's the whole thing with ketosis too is it supports like intermittent fasting. And that was something that was definitely going on with those with those types of humans back in the hunter gatherer days. So it's interesting to think about that. <clears throat> it it almost takes you to a very primal state of mind, which is another thing I like about it. Yeah, that's. I mean, uh, it's hard to tell because you know it varies. If you're in like a tribe that was really successful at hunting, you'd eat more. Uh, yeah, more for often. Sure. But you know. <laughs> same strokes different folks all that shit <laughs> yeah definitely um have you ever heard of the uh <clears throat> the stoned ape theory yeah where uh they think that chimpanzees ate mushrooms out <laughs> of cow shit and that's how they got their brains bigger <laughs> i mean essentially uh it was it was a theory that was proposed by uh psychonaut and uh, philosopher, um, the fuck is his name? I just had his name in my head. Um, uh, it's not Timothy Leary. It's no, 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 no. I literally just had his name in my head, but I said the word psycho. Terrence McKenna. Terrence McKenna. Yep. Terrence McKenna. So he's actually really fucking cool and really inspirational and very intelligent, <clears throat> but he used, he used, um, psychedelic substances to learn about the world, about himself, about evolution, about theories. And he would just take these psychedelic drugs and he would sit in his room and turn off all the lights and all sound and just basically put himself in a, 
in a deprivation tank, a self deprivation tank and take high amounts of drugs and just like wander in his brain and, and think about all these things. And you would have these crazy epiphanies and it's, it's actually really cool to listen to him talk about his trips on like mushrooms and DMT and stuff like that. Um, but, uh, he has a, he has a famous theory called stoned ape theory and it sounds like ridiculous, but if you really think about it, it makes a lot of sense. Now, I wouldn't go as far to say that stone date theory is the number one reason for human evolution, but I definitely, I truly believe that it played a role in human evolution and development to some extent. And like you said, he... he... In every culture. Go ahead. <laughs> every culture across pretty much the entire planet has used different psychedelic uh, drugs to try to expand their mind or seek answers from what they consider the gods, you know, mm. go down to South America, they have ayahuasca, you know, into the desert, they had peyote and like in the Middle East, they have crazy shit over there that we probably haven't even heard of yet that they all used um, and like tribal shamanistic ceremonies and shit like that to try to expand their minds. Yeah. For sure. And uh, <clears throat> and it's just been uh, something that has been around for so long and that there's evidence that it was definitely used. And Terrence McKenna <clears throat> basically says that, you know, same time period that we were talking about before, uh, hunter-gatherers, you know, when we, when we tracked down herds and we would follow herds of animals because we knew that, that cattle grazed and they would always go to where there was food and water. So we would follow animals because it was a smart thing to do. And mushrooms grow out of shit or like that's one of the ways that they can grow. And it became uh, part of the diet. So people, humans were eating or, you know, free uh, homo erectus. I guess not. I guess at that point they would have been homo erectus. I don't, I'm not real good with uh, the exact scientific terms to be. But homo erectus is what you get whenever you look at Doug naked. <laughs> Jesus, most likely. <laughs> but uh, so they, mushrooms became a part of the diet. And what happened was when they were eating these mushrooms, you know, they were taking them in like smaller doses and it created a it created a community in a sense of <clears throat> and a sense of love and togetherness. And, uh, you know, like these groups of people, tribes, whatever you want to call them, were just experiencing such uh such like uh god what's the word i'm looking for here like i don't know i don't even know like community yeah synchronicity is that even a word um synchronicity <laughs> with 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 each other and it was enabling them to become more efficient at uh you know making babies and everything was shared and and everything was everybody's and they just worked so well as a community and there wasn't really a struggle for power or anything like that um, and when you take these small amounts of psychedelics, he explains that there's increases in visual and auditory acuity and every, all your senses become um, slightly like, like sharper and everything like that. And then there was a point where there was a, so like, how do we get to where we are today? There was a point where there was a uh, downfall in a decrease in these mushrooms, you know, foods change with, with the climate and with the times. And when mushrooms went out of the human diet, um, 
then there was that that sense of togetherness and community started to pull apart you know now instead of like this is my wife this is my baby this is or like this is our this is our community this is our baby this is our house now it was like you know get away this is my baby this is my wife and then that's when the power struggle started to emerge and people started claiming things and not sharing as much and people always wanted to be better and then competition started arising and you know that's slowly how like we became the humans that we are today which is a world that is just run by competitive powerhouses you know and and it's really in, i mean that's a very summarized uh, version of what he says but he explains it all in a lot of detail and it's actually a pretty interesting read so i'll check out stone date theory it's almost it's kind of hard to tell what's what's better what's worse like do we would we rather be in a world where like we're back to just being in these small groups of like 150 or less people with that sense of community or is it better to have houses and my own car and like my xbox and stuff yeah i mean i guess i guess without uh without the need for power and competition and um and uh striving to to uh achieve things it kind of like runs the world and runs the economy so i guess the the world and the economy would be way different if we never left that era that we did yeah i mean progress is basically pushed by competition and if you're not really worried about competing with anybody then there's really no way you're going to make progress yeah for sure no motivation yeah you think they fucking... that Terrence McKenna stuff's pretty cool yeah he's awesome he's fucking he's brilliant he really is smart he fasted before all those crazy trips too yeah he'd do a 24 hour fast and then take five and a half dried grams of mushroom <laughs> yep he says if you ever want to have an experience take five grams of mushrooms and lay in your bed in the complete dark I don't know yeah you think um... shit yo you think fucking people back in the day, like who was the first, who was the first caveman or whatever to, to fucking hunt down a deer or something or some animal, steer some fucking cattle, whatever, take a big old slab of meat and say, I'm going to put this over the fire and I'm going to cook it. <laughs> I bet you it was just like, oh. It got hit by lightning. Now it smells better. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so we can credit all of our cooked steaks to a caveman holding a steak and getting struck by lightning, and all the other cavemen running up and saying, "Well, Fred's fucking dead, but his steak smells delicious. So, you want to try it first? <laughs> Honestly, it was probably like forest fires. Because if you like, see a forest fire and then go to where the smoldering ashes are still. You'll find like squirrels and rabbits and shit just laying in it. Mm. And they probably just tasted it and was like, well, they probably put two and two together. Like, yeah. <laughs> black squirrel, more delicious. <laughs> <laughs> dude, dude, another thing that I think about all the time is like, you saying black squirrel triggered it. <laughs> so, all, <laughs> all the words at some point, going back to our discussion on English, I guess. All words at some point have to have an origin. Like like every every single word if it's not an original word that that means that is identifying that object or thought or thing or expression or action, 
it has some sort of origin that dates back and you know a lot of like english words come from latin origin stuff like that but you gotta think like (laughs) at some point somebody had to been like drinking out of a cup and just looked at his buddy and was like cup cup and then they were all just like cup 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 and then, and then a guy looks down and he like pulls a blade of grass out of the ground and he's like grass <laughs> the guys are like grass like how do words fucking go you think cavemen invented english <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean though like it has to start somewhere what do you think the first word ever was? I was just going to ask you that. I think it is some form of O. I think it's some form of like, oh, 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 like something like that. Because those are the, that's the first thing that usually comes out of a baby's mouth. Yeah, I was thinking babies probably invented yeah. language way before yeah. like adults did. Yeah. So like if you, if you look at it, like what is the first instinct of a bit like the first sound that a baby just thinks to make. And I, and I think it's definitely some form of, Oh, because that can mean so many different things. Like that can mean like high, like, Oh, or that can mean like, look at this or, or like, Oh, like that hurts. There's so many different, uh, um, expressions that can be used using that word. That's final answer. Oh, and you want a million dollars. Mm, I wonder where, like, it had to be Africa, right? Like, the first people to say were in Africa. They were in Africa, yep. I wonder if they were black. I mean, I'm sure they were. If, if, if that's, like, isn't that a fact? But that's where, Well, I don't know, because you see all these, they do representations of cavemen and shit, and somehow they're all white. (laughs) That's (laughs) true. But I, but I feel it's like, like maybe the whole that Jesus thing. Jesus was Middle Eastern, but apparently in all these fucking pictures, he's white. Well, I feel like the reason that cavemen are portrayed white is because of religious beliefs and Bibles. Because you know, Adam and Eve weren't they white? Doesn't it say they're white in the Bible? I could be totally wrong. I don't know, but you look at every representation they make of it, and they're white. It's yeah. Like Assume dominance. Yeah. Wow, fucking white people are scummy, dude. I know, and you like find it in places you would have never thought to look, and I just imagine like the there's like some building where original white people are, and they're just like fuck, figured out another one. <laughs> God damn the white people! I'm allowed to say that though because I'm white, right? Fuck white people. I don't know. Why is that? Let's okay, talk about politics. Yes. <laughs> no. Why is that? Why is it that? All right. So if I say the phrase. Yo, fuck Jews. They're pieces of shit. I'm a fucking asshole. Why? Because I'm not Jewish. But my friend sitting right next to me is Jewish, and he can, and he's literally the same person as me, same ethnicity, like, identical. He could even be my twin brother. Maybe I just didn't go with the Jew life, and he did. <laughs> like, I was all fucking hunting down black squirrels in the forest when I was a kid, and he was studying <laughs> fucking... Jewish literature. Why did why can he sit there and go, yo, fuck Jews, they're pieces of shit, and everyone's like, ha ha ha, it's funny. Well, because your ancestors didn't suffer the Holocaust, I guess. I mean, <laughs> everything that happens is like a social construct. Like that's true. There's a 
it, it's the same reason you're not supposed to like not wear seatbelts because society decided that that wouldn't be right and I mean, that's the only incentive anybody really has not to do anything is because either one, you're going to get in trouble or two, you're going to be looked at like an outcast. And if you're like some white guy that says fuck Jews, then you're like part of the minority of the way that people think. Yeah. Mm. So I think that like <clears throat> if society gets mad at you for saying fuck Jews, it's probably a good thing for <laughs> society as a whole. I I mean it like um it makes a lot of sense to me obviously I'm just saying it as kind of a joking way it's just kind of it's just kind of funny that that's how it is like but fuck juice <laughs> yeah yeah fuck juice <laughs> guys are fucking assholes <laughs> my last manager was Jewish fucker <laughs> I'm just kidding I love you guys <laughs> oh shit um dude I fucking I cooked up a monster steak today and I wanted to ask you. What is your primary method? If you, if I slam if I slam a ribeye in front of you, we're gonna stick with a ribeye, even though let's say it's let's say it's two inches thick. I'm talking a fucking monster. It's about one point four pounds, two inches thick. How do you cook that exactly? Uh, I'll put the grill, uh, uh propane grill outside on like pretty low to where the internal temperature of the grill is like 250 mm -hmm. then cook it on there for a little while one flip after about 10 minutes and then meat thermometer is like key a lot of people are too lazy and they think they can just kind of eyeball it or whatever but the meat thermometer if you want a perfect steak it's true the meat thermometer is the way to go <clears throat> check the internal temperature i think the internal temperature for medium rare is 140 uh degrees and then while it's cooking uh, inside, I'll take. I don't have any cast iron skillets, but those are ideal. I just don't have the patience for it. So I just take a regular Teflon skillet, throw some either grass-fed butter or a shitload of olive oil in there, and get it piping hot. And then take it straight off the grill, throw it in there. It's called reverse searing. Mm -hmm. Bada bing, bada boom. Mm. Dip it in some blue cheese if I'm feeling it. Oh, dude, I like the blue cheese crumbles over the steak. <clears throat> I don't know if I you like, fuck, dude. You gotta fuck. Do you, have you ever fucked with it, or are you just not a fan? Well, I did it once, and I was just like, I'm. What I'm ended up doing is I'll cut the piece of steak, and then half the blue cheese crumbles will fall off, and then I have to stab it, and then mash <laughs> it into the blue cheese crumbles to pick them back up with the steak. Yeah, what I usually do is is just cut, just ignore the blue cheese, cut the steak, and then pretend like you're gonna scoop up some of the juices with the steak. And then just take your fork and like hold the blue cheese like on the fork as you scoop it up. You know what I mean? So it's like resting yeah. on top of the meat like a spoon. Um, that's a good plan. Yeah, it's good. But um, so once again, going back to uh, when Death visited me, we were cooking steaks, and at that point, I was not super into the reverse sear method. I was all about the skillet method, just because you could uh. You could keep a, a any size steak super rare, but still get this ridiculously charred, crusty outside. And I loved the outside just being extremely crusty. So I started recently, well, not recently, I would say within the past year, getting into the reverse here. And dude, whole nother ball game. Whole <laughs> nother fucking ball game with that shit. You can't quite get the the crusty outside 
that you that you can with just cooking it on a skillet because you're not cooking as long it's literally like 60 seconds 60 seconds done even on the hottest skillet possible because if you go any more what happens is you start creating this gray layer on each of the sides that just gets larger and larger and larger every 10 seconds that it's sitting there you know what i mean so i do no longer than 60 but i have come uh to my method is oven 250 degrees you take the full steak you obviously salt and pepper the fuck out of it i season the shit out of it only salt and pepper though nothing else um and you put it in and for every inch of thickness is about 20 minutes at 250 and this is for a rare this is for like a very rare steak so i would say 25 for like a medium rare 30 35 for like medium if you go any higher than medium rare though maybe medium on some occasions you can honestly get in your fucking car put the keys in the ignition turn it to start put it in drive find the nearest bridge drive to the edge of the bridge pull a gun out and shoot yourself in the fucking head because uh (laughs) (laughs) because you should not be eating steaks anything above fucking medium by no means (laughs) but uh but then you take not in the wheelhouse (laughs) but then um then you take it out 20 minutes for every so like mine was an inch and a half today so i did 30 minutes took it out you do you count to 65 65 on extremely high heat cast iron skillet tons of butter take it off uh base it with some butter to finish it off put a little thing of butter on top cover it with tin foil let it sit for about five or six minutes boom dude incredible and that's the thing a lot of people don't let their steak sit they're like oh man you got to eat it while it's hot and piping it's like no you can't fucking do that because you're not letting the steak in like internally cook and reabsorb all of those juices into the center that's where the steak is ridiculously yeah like i i doubted that theory a while back because i was just like i just want to eat it now but if you literally set a steak that you let sit for 10 minutes right next to a steak that you literally just pulled out of the skillet and cut them, you'll watch all the juice inside your steak run out of the one that just came off the skillet and the other one, it'll all just pool slightly underneath it. It's It's a big difference. It is a big difference. I wouldn't say I go the full five, six minutes. I I usually am impatient. I'll go like two, but I still let it sit a little. And sometimes I let it sit like before I sizzle it. So I'll take it out of the oven and I'll let it sit there while the skillet heats up. Then I'll sear it. And then when you take it off there, you don't really have to let it sit as much. You can, you like, you really, I don't know, maybe like a minute to give you peace of mind. I don't know. I do like five minutes. Yeah. I don't fucking know. Fuck, dude. Meat for life, baby. Oh. Meat is the greatest food. Meat is the greatest. (laughs) Stick your pizza up your asshole. (laughs) And eat steak, you bitch. Well, uh, dude, let's talk about uh, let's talk about some destiny stuff. About that. Oh, your favorite topic. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I heard it's a cool game. I'm thinking about buying it. It's the three D's, dude. Destiny, dicks, and drugs. Destiny, dicks, and drugs. Mm. Yeah. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with the middle. <laughs> but um. <laughs> but yeah, so I've been uh, basically 
referring to you as promoting this uh, podcast as the drum set guy. And like, yo, tune in. I'm fucking doing a podcast with Underdog. He's the drum set guy. You guys should tune in to learn about some history about the drum set. Let's get into that whole situation. So first of all, how the fuck did... um, <clears throat> How the fuck did we even meet? Was that through death? Yeah. Um, God damn it, he's coming first. up too much. He needs to fuck off. I know, it's, it's bullshit. Either I miss him <laughs> or he's just the fucking... Just the bearer of bad news. Well, for me, he's been like my biggest frenemy. Like anytime people are being really nice to me about this whole weight loss thing, like he'll message me and be like, "You're still a fat piece of shit," and, <laughs> and all this stuff. <laughs> what a so, dick! I'm not, I'm not in love with him, but he's he's fun. I have <laughs> him to thank for uniting us, though, because it was like you said in your first episode. You met him on LFG, and uh, one day I was like trying to do vault of glass and i went on lfg and he had like some silly posts like if you're gay and you want to touch butts join us and i was like that's exactly what i want to do so i messaged him he invited me it was uh death anything uh vegas you um and rumpy i think Mm. and john john may and then i was the sixth and it was just like we did it in maybe one or two tries, but it was really funny. Everybody was, like, making gay jokes and stuff, and I was like, these are the type of people I like. <laughs> so I added everybody in the party. <laughs> and uh, and then, I don't know. We did some stuff together a few times, and uh, whenever – what what update was it that came out that we started doing the loop thing? The loop thing? Oh, dude, that was after the Taken King. Definitely. I'm just trying to remember, because like, we rarely ever hung out or talked or anything before that. But then as no, soon as that we, update came out, yeah, we did kinda. But like, I knew who you were, but and crazy. Well, yeah, it all it all started when we started running for the loop. Was that it? Uh, Was that when, when we did the, the drum set? Yeah, because I bought the Cronus, and when we were doing the loop stuff, we found that uh, hammer glitch. And I made a script for the Cronus where it would, I would just hold down a button and it would just throw infinite hammers until it ran out. Uh, and that's how you found out that I knew how to do that shit. Was it? Was that true? Yeah. It was me, you, and Iron. Uh, we set records and shit on, <laughs> on running the. Uh, that's right, running. actually. Damn, dude, I felt, I felt like it was before that. That was when we started hanging out. And then okay. maybe like two or three weeks later. I'm just sitting at work, hanging out with uh, one of my coworkers, and I got a text, and it was from you, and it was like, hey, do you think it would be possible to uh, <laughs> to make it so I can use a rock band drum kit on my Xbox? And I didn't even answer right away. I just kind of like sat there and thought about it, and I was like, well, if the inputs are the same as uh, like a controller, then sure and then i looked looked up a picture of the rock band drum set and i saw like there was a start button and like your a b x y buttons and stuff i was like it has to be so i literally just was like 100 percent, i can do that without a doubt <laughs> without <laughs> knowing for I sure research- i started researching and i was like oh shit i don't know if i can do this or not <laughs> <laughs> you already got me so all hyped like, up yeah dude i was flat broke as fuck too whenever that was going on so like we got Venmo. I had you send me some cash. Ordered the drum set. 
Mm. Started messing around. I asked like a bunch of questions on the uh, the Chronos Max forums and stuff, and then I figured it out. It was really simple. I mean, you plug yeah. the drum set into the Chronos, plug the Chronos into your computer, and if you like tap one of the drums, it shows up on the screen as an input from whatever button it was. If it was you know red, it would be B. And I was like, well, this is really simple. All I have to do is reassign these buttons the way I want them, and you know, it took me like an hour and a half, two hours, and I got that all set up. That was probably the least fun because once I figured that out, all the rest of them was like so easy. Yeah. But yeah, it was a uh, just backtracking a tad. There was a post on Reddit that uh, I'm not gonna get into too much de- detail because I did tell this uh, a portion of this story the first one but there was a post on reddit that was somebody was like hey who's gonna solo uh frodo with a drum set ha 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 and it was like a huge post front page and and i saw it and i started laughing and i had been getting into crotosolas at that time and then by the time i texted you i had done countless protosol like you know i knew the fight very 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 well <clears throat> and then i was just like dude I remember this Reddit post and I remember fucking underdog saying shit about the Cronus and the program stuff. And I guess I was with the Titan hammer spamming thing. I was like, I'm going to reach out to this motherfucker who I like, I know, but I don't like, no, no, I'm going to see if we can like link up and start working together. And next thing you know, I'm fucking at the post office taking my only laptop, shipping it to you, and, like, fucking sending you money to buy shit. And I'm like, well, looks like we're going all in on this one. And then, uh... Yeah, it didn't wrap it very well either, because it got to me, and half the screen was fucking busted. <laughs> Dude, I think they that, sent it. You only sent that for the voice commands. But when it got here, I literally had like a third of a computer screen to work with (laughs) to program this fucking thing. It took me 40 hours to program all the commands like one by one into the voice commands thing. And I have literally a third of a laptop screen to work with. (laughs) Wait, so how did so? All right. So you did the drum set. Let's go into chronological. So you did the drum set first and then you sent that back to me. I did the drum set, and it was really weird, but that actually wasn't that hard. It took, like, two hours to do Not that difficult. Then what was after the drum set? Guitar Hero guitar. Was it Guitar Hero? Okay, so that, I'm guessing that that was very similar to the drum set. Um, That one was different because I had to program it so that when you tilted up, it oh, would aim yeah. left. Tilt it down, it would aim right. Is that? I think that was it. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And uh, there's... There's like a little internal internal gyro thing inside of it, and I had to figure out how to like, because when you first do it, when I, when I first did it, it was like you had to tilt all the way up to 100% in order for it to move at all, so there was no like slight aiming or anything like that. Yeah. So it took me probably two hours to figure out exactly how to do that part, and then it was just reprogramming the buttons. So maybe two and a half, three hours for the whole thing. Okay, so that was a little bit more complicated because of the tilting thing. <clears throat> and yeah it, it's funny because the uh guitar was way harder than the drums in my opinion just because of the tilting thing that was a pain having to well we wanted to look cool yeah no it did look cool yeah. like rocking out and then fucking chief rumpy was like do it in a suit <laughs> <laughs> uh then what was after that <clears throat> was that ddr pad i want to say 
I want to say it was DDR. Okay, so DDR, any tricks took with me that? Took twenty one? minutes. Okay, so that was, <laughs> yeah, that one's fucking easy. Bada boom, bada bing, here you go. Bada shping, I did a little jiggy jig, shuffle shuffle. Frodo's fucking dead. Then what was after that? <clears throat> I want to say voice commands was the only other one we did. We right, did so... the blindfold one while I was programming the voice commands. Okay. So voice commands seems like, from everything that you say, it was definitely the hardest to do. It was a pain in the ass. <laughs> so so Cause, why? Because like, I literally sat, I sat at my Xbox with a stopwatch in one hand <laughs> on my phone, obviously. I'm not a fucking nerd. Yeah. But <laughs> sat there with a stopwatch in one hand and an Xbox controller in the other, and I would literally like start the stopwatch and then tap the um controller for aiming and it was like okay it takes i don't know 0.6 seconds to aim 45 degrees one way and 45 degrees the other so i would like program that in real quick and then i would execute the command and i mean it was so many so much back and forth i was like running all over the place because my xbox was in a different room than my computer oh so my keep, god like, and that's yeah, when you, and that's when the weight started peeling off <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> yeah. I just like unplug the Cronus, walk two rooms over, plug it into my computer, change you know the scripting and everything, and I'm working off of two different programs because I had to program the scripts in uh, whatever the I can't remember the name of the program for Cronus, but the Cronus Max program, and then I had to go to Voice Attack to like keep changing what the commands do, and it was like uh, it could not have been less like ease of use. It was just like very clunky and shit, but eventually I got it to where I had the system figured out. I just had to keep tweaking the numbers and stuff, and then, you know, add in, like, little custom stuff. The, the thing that made me the most mad was I worked all that time, and, like, my favorite part was going to be at the very end, once you killed Crota, all you had to do was say, like, take me to orbit, and I programmed that little, uh, like, Easter egg in there where instead of taking you to orbit, it was going to open your inventory and delete your Gallarhorn. <laughs> but you fucking forgot. <laughs> oh so no, dude! I forgot about that. I was so salty. Oh, dude! I forgot about that. Shit, that actually would have been funny. <laughs> Basically, programming the voice commands was like if you could imagine trying to tell a two-year-old how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Like, you can't just say. Open the jar of peanut butter. You have to be like, open the cupboard, grab the jar of peanut butter, set it down, unscrew the lid, set the lid down, grab the butter. Like you have to go through every single step. Yeah. And uh, like even adding in pauses, cause like you hit your your start button to open your inventory, <clears throat> you have to wait for it to load. So I had to like time how long the fucking inventory. Oh god, and that so. varies too. Yeah, so I just have to like go at the top end. I I do it like six times or something, and then. Like, oh, that time was a minute, or uh, a second and a half. That time was two seconds. You know, I just got to, like, the longest possible one and just added half a second to it. So what was the delay on that? Wasn't it, like, a second? Uh, the delay, I mean, it, it was anywhere between, like, 0.8 seconds to, like, 1.6, I think. Jesus. Um, it Because, like, if it was a more... Uh, a longer command that it took you to say, it would have to wait like from the time you started saying it to the time you ended saying it, and then it would have to process that 
because it has to detect what you said. So like the take him down one, you have to wait until you say take him down. It has to wait all the way till the end of you saying it. And yeah. then it'll execute the command. <laughs> so it has to go from front, you know, beginning to end. So take him down takes like a full 1.6 seconds, whereas like left takes like half a second. Gotcha. <clears throat> um, I remember when we first started that, we were talking about what commands do we need? And we were sending back and forth this, like a piece of paper screenshot that you're just like writing everything down. You just had a page, maybe two pages. I don't remember. It was just full page front and back. <laughs> yeah. That was just filled with like left 90, right 90, right 45 inch front inch back crouch. And it was just all these commands. And we thought about like every possible <clears throat> um scenario in the Crota solo, like, if something were to go wrong, we have to have a command that enables us to get out of there. You know, they get out. They yeah. they can get you out of the situation. And one of my biggest concerns was getting away from Crota after getting hits in. That was like my biggest fear because you gotta like get out of there fast because he fucking stands up. I can't. <clears throat> what? I was gonna say I can't remember what the command was, but it was like run away or no, no, no. It was the fuck um out of there. No, it was it was we ended up just going with individual commands because we wanted to make that where if you could do an individual command, like each movement was its own command, we did it <clears throat> and we ended up uh I think in the run I just say or no, we did was it get out of there? It was something like that because it would turn 180 degrees then sprint forward for just a split second and then double jump forward. Oh, we did have a like command for that. Two, That's right three commands all based into one. There was only two commands that we had for the whole thing that were there were multiple like a inputs. little sketchy. Well, dude, yeah. the thing was like you we tried. How many like how many countless hours did we just practice trying to get Crota? And you you just can't get hits on Crota. You can't take him down, pick up the sword and get hits because of the input lag. So like what would happen was I would say I would say heavy. I would get up there. I would say heavy. I would pull out the sword. I would say attack or whatever the fuck it was. And then I would say pick up. And by the time the character even attacked and picked up the sword, Crota's shield was already coming back. And and we tried it. Yeah. Like, we tried it so much and we like couldn't, even if I was like so on point with the commands, it was just every time, like maybe half a swing would get thrown in. And we were just like, dude, there's no way. Like you can't do this without going into enrage because you just can't get enough hits in on the guy. Your number one issue was hitting him with the uh, raised lighter sword, dropping it, then picking up the other sword. Yeah, exactly. So we we on the fly while like three hours deep into it uh we had to like talk over the phone and i had to like teach you how to <laughs> add commands to the cronus and i yep. programmed that take him down command in there where it would swing the sword uh what was it swing the sword or drop the uh crota sword swing the raise lighter and then pick the other and sword pick back the sword up. Up. that was yeah. take him down yep and then it was uh <clears throat> and then we had uh how many hits did I get? It was like three each time or something like that. But yeah, I mean, people people criticize that part of the run a lot, but they don't understand. Like, that was actually a tough thing to do. To do, to do a fight like that where in a game like Destiny where 
all the movement is just totally free form and you can look up and you can look down like you got to remember you got to keep your camera like looking forward you know and that's mm-hmm. tough to do because like you get you get meleeed behind from a thrall and your camera darts up at like 45 degrees you know so like just keeping yeah. everything looking forward and looking where i needed to look and everything like we had commands for all that shit and you just couldn't do hits and so little command like take him down which is dropping the sword getting the hit picking the crota sword back up i'm fucking okay with that i'm okay with having that yeah it's it's the vast minority of people that had problems with that if you have like 95 comments maybe yeah three of them were like oh nice fucking command take him down it's bullshit Um, so what was that like I mean, watching? If they want to be bitchy, I could. Oh, it was intense, dude. <laughs> yeah, it must have been funny. Like, cause... Once... So... It, it got annoying after a while, honestly. <laughs> you go like left 90, left, <laughs> left, left. I'm just like, I had to mute it for a little bit because I was like, if I have to listen to this fucking dude say the word left one more time, I'm gonna lose my shit. <laughs> like in four hours of that. And it wasn't but, just me like, being like like left 90 like i was speaking very like pronouncing my words very clearly like left 90 right 45 mm-hmm. so i can understand how that would get very annoying because it wasn't normally how i talked oh dude we forgot about the programming thing you sent me the program where like yo you got to say all these commands like a billion fucking times recording my voice in that program was so annoying because i had to do it like so many different oh times. yeah yeah dude that took a while each time yeah. i did it i had to do it twice and each time it took like 20 minutes or something i had to like yeah, read you to try to do it i had to read I sentences to to do it four times <laughs> yeah i I probably did it four times then i don't know i had to like read all these sentences and I had to get an idea for like my voice inflection and my pronunciation of letters and then it was like and then i had to go through and i had to say every command like a few different ways and it had me say them um like in a louder voice and then a quieter voice it was just it was just trying to like really map everything out so it was like perfect voice recognition pretty funny it was worth it i mean that thing yeah. honestly worked really well there was maybe two or three times where you were like what the fuck <laughs> yeah the only one that didn't work was right and i think that's because i kept trying to say it too quickly like I would say right 90 and it wouldn't work. And I would say right 90 again. And it was still like trying to pick up what I just said. And then I'm overlapping it with that. And it was like, I can't figure that out. And then eventually I just like shut up for like three seconds and then said right 90 and then it worked. So that's just- well, it's, it's an interesting challenge because if anybody that's listening imagines like their first few times trying to like solo Crota and you feel how intense it is, especially like, you, you start doing the first few steps and then you fail at the same point over and over again. You get really comfortable and then you get to a point where you're past where you normally fail and like the intensity starts to build and you're like slightly yeah. shaky. Yeah. Now imagine having to do that with your fucking voice. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Dude, because like when you're you nervous to, to try to like anticipate things at the same rate that you normally do with a controller, but you're doing it with your voice and you yeah. have to wait before you can say something. <laughs> Yeah, and, and like when you're nervous, like your vo- your voice has like these little like vibrations in your throat. You start to like, you you sound nervous, you know, and and you mm-hmm. start stumbling on your words, and your voice cracks. It's just like all these things happen in your throat that you can't really control, just because your nerves are literally vibrating, and there's nothing that you can do. Like when we when that first sword was done, I was like, oh my god, 
I've never gotten this far before. And like the first time we got past the first sword was a kill. Thankfully, who knows how long that would have taken. But uh, I don't know how long that took total. It's like a glorious moment to see if you watch that video where you like escaped your way to that little tunnel where you're pretty much safe and you're just like, whew, and like you shake your hands. It's like you got to get all those nerves out of your body. Cause yeah. You're freaking the fuck out. Yeah. Did you by any chance see the newest video, the triple play? I was watching it earlier when I was waiting for you to get home. Um, Dude. I most... saw the first two bosses and I didn't catch the last one yet. Dude, when I got the Curta, I was so fucking nervous. Like you can clearly see it in my face cam that uh <clears throat> that I was just like shaking so bad and I like put my controller down. I was like, I can't even pick up the controller. I can't aim. I can't do anything. I was like so nervous for some reason. And well, I know why. It's because in my head I was thinking like I don't want to have to do that again. Like what I just did, I really don't want to go through that a second time, you know, or a third time it would have been. If anybody watched that stream, like whenever you finally beat Oryx and then you went into Axis and you're at like the last little bit that you had to do, something happened. And it yeah. Up. I was like, yeah. you were so pissed. Yeah, dude, I fucking missed a slam. I, re I misread a teleport. He went left and I thought he went back. And I, uh, I was just mad. got so quiet. I was like, Ugh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I didn't talk for awkward. like 40 minutes or something. Yeah. Well, yeah, because then you went back to Oryx and after your second fail, you like tossed your controller down and turned the stream off. Like, <laughs> Better get out of this one. <laughs> We're just going to let it go. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, Dude, you know what I was uh, just thinking about? That one time that you that I'm all right. So let me just break this story down to you. I'm sitting there minding my own fucking business one night. Okay, just chilling. I think I'm in a party with like Doug, Justin. I don't know. I'm fucking hanging out, and I get a message on Xbox, and it's like, "Yo, help!" And then I'm like, "All right, whatever." Like this dude's an idiot. And then I get like four more messages that are just like, "Help, please." Yo, will you carry me? And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Like, why are people asking me, did I, like, what the fuck did I do? Is there a thing? I'm like, what the hell is going on? And, dude, I just got spammed with, like, 30 messages all within, like, a half-hour period. Just message after message after message. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, why am I getting all these messages? I was so pissed. Like, I just wanted to chill. I was trying to do a challenge. I was trying to make a video. And I had no fucking idea. <clears throat> Underdog, would you like to tell them uh, what happened there? So this happened back at the, the absolute peak of the Trials of Nine, like pretty soon after it first came out. And uh, I was hanging out with some friends one night and drank a bunch of beers, got pretty wasted. And uh, I was like fucking around on Xbox. And I was looking at who was online and I saw that you and John and Doug were, I think you guys were like doing a nightfall or something that only three people could do. And I was uh, like, oh, that sucks. I wanted to hang out with my friends. Well, these guys are fucking assholes. So I went on LFG <laughs> to see who was on there. And the first thing that popped up on LFG, like if you go back when you could go to the LFG page, it would show everything. And it was nothing but people doing trials because it was a weekend. So I was like, <laughs> oh, this would be funny. So I click on uh, create a group and I put in glad he ate her 182 back whenever your name wasn't banned. Yep. And, uh, I put like doing trials carries for free on stream. Anybody who wants to join, please message me or some silly shit like that. Like 100% flawless guaranteed. 
and I just hit submit, and I went to 100 <laughs> flawless guarantee. And then you went to bed. You didn't went... even stick around. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, you're. Dead. I forgot I did it until the next day. Whenever I got on Xbox, and you were like saying something about it, I can't, I can't remember. But yeah, it was funny. <laughs> yeah, dude, you fucking baited me. Hard as shit. It was pretty hilarious. I mean, for you, it was hilarious. Well, it's not, not like I did it again. I just did it the one time. Ah, touche, though. That's a good one. That's a good, uh... That's a nice little, what you call, a friendly, practical joke. Nobody got hurt. Nobody got hurt. We had a couple giggles. We're telling stories about it. Dude, on New Year's Eve. No, I mean, yeah, we can talk about New Year's Eve. So, Mister Underdog here. I uh, everybody that knows me know that I just promote the fuck out of Base Nectar. I'm not saying I'm the reason that you listen. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. He's a popular, dude. You could have easily found him on yourself. But I'm sure that in some ways I have pushed him on to you heavily, and um, so. We decided we were going to uh, take Underdog to his first Bass Nectar experience. First of all, how is it seeing the man do his magic live? All the songs that you listen to. Um, I've been to a lot of live stuff like back in the day, but it was pretty intense. Like yeah. the lights, the sound, everything just hits you. Even if you're not on drugs or whatever like most people there were taking stuff but even if you're not like it's yeah. a pretty cathartic experience like yeah. it it takes over your body like i don't dance and i danced the whole <laughs> time yeah yeah dude it's a uh, it's fucking intense man uh, it's actually one of my favorite things to take people that have never been to a bass nectar show to a bass nectar show just because i've it's just so fun like watching somebody that you care about just have their mind get fucked and then it's it's great too like there were a couple songs that came on that you just got so fucking pumped about and they were coming on and it's so cool to see like your favorite dj playing for your favorite people playing their favorite songs you know what i mean it's just like a whole lot yeah, of uh shit going on when underwater came on i looked back oh. and like my jaw was on the floor i was like dude, dude that's a banger <laughs> <clears throat> and then immediately fucking... after that teleport massive the original cut oh dude i'm so glad we got the original <laughs> dude the thing is out of my mind the thing is i always want the the dubstep remix of that song but i hadn't got the original in so long so when i first heard it coming on i was kind of like ah fuck i kind of wanted the dubstep one and then as soon as it dropped i was like Oh, dude, I forgot how fucking nasty this beat is. Like, all these fucking crazy sounds and ripping chords and all mm -hmm. these fucking noises. And I was like, dude, this, the fucking old school beat is just ugh, disgusting. Like, fuck the remix one. Like, this one's dirty. The bass is so heavy in that song. Um, and we, Yeah, I mean, some, <laughs> something I learned from going to that show is just like, you know, people have their preconceived notions about the type of people that go to that show, like all the people that are on drugs or there are these like all these young kids that are in high school right now with all the 
weird transgender shit and people with pink hair and stuff but like mm -hmm. say what you will about those people those are like the nicest fucking people i'd ever met like everybody yeah. was so caring and shit it was weird yeah dude that's that's how it is it's uh the atmosphere is one of the best things about it and just how like loving and caring everybody is and uh the feel just the overall feeling of just empathy you know is, is empathy so, is a good word it's yeah. a good way to lead into what happened <laughs> it's so abundant <laughs> so <laughs> i mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah we had, we had an experience there for sure <laughs> we, we had an experience <laughs> so <laughs> basically i won't say anybody's name to keep anybody out of trouble but we were hanging out at our buddy's apartment that lives down well your buddy not mine yeah buddy, it, your it friend was that lives down there in atlanta i'll just say this real quick it was it was all of us dudes and then our friend uh lucy was <laughs> tagging along all right, we'll just leave, we'll just Lucy leave. was chilling. Lucy <laughs> was chilling with us. We'll just leave it at that. Continue. So we're hanging out in probably one of the nicest apartment buildings in all of Atlanta. Like on the 30th floor, like with the greatest view of the entire city you could possibly imagine. I, that dude probably pays dude. like four grand a month in dude. rent. Easy. <clears throat> Unbelievable, his apartment. Fucking the, the most beautiful view. The tits. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, it, so we're just chilling there, and we're like kind of, sort of pre-gaming, like taking shots just to get ready, and then uh, we're trying to figure out, you know, what kind of drugs would be available for the event, and uh, you know, luck would have it, we happened upon uh, a ten strip of a little bit of Lucy, and uh, <laughs> what? I don't know what you're you talking about. <laughs> then you cut, you cut it up. Well, I ain't cut shit up. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> allegedly allegedly uh 10 strips of this wonderful substance was uh perfectly proportioned and it was the, the most fun part for me about that was everybody like trying their different methods of ways that we were going to sneak it in like there was like twelve thousand people there the pat down was literally like here's your arms here's your legs get the fuck out of here <laughs> it was more like a limb <laughs> check oh you got a right yeah. arm you got a left arm you got two legs you got a cock and balls. All right, you're good. <laughs> bingo, bingo, like in and out. But everybody, you know, hid their shit. And we went to uh, the, what was that hotel? The Weston Hotel, I think, to hang out with all your fucking weirdo friends. Like, I'm not super comfortable around people I don't know. So I just chilled on the floor while everybody was like yelling. <laughs> but <laughs> as a group, we all freezing cold walked over to, uh, the uh, venue and <clears throat> i didn't really know what to expect exactly but i uh forgot to hydrate myself i figured like we'd go there show our tickets go in and then we'd be able to like find a place where we could buy water bottles and shit like that but i didn't expect the fact that once we got in there that there would be a line and when i say line i don't mean like normal single file line where there's like 100 <laughs> people in front of you trying to get into a movie theater this was more like a fucking massive field of people the <laughs> width of a football field a crowd like, like <laughs> nuts to butts all the way forward there was like 25 lines going at one time and it was just like people <laughs> shoulder to shoulder and like i was 
A, it was fucking hot as shit in there, and there's not much oxygen because there's a bunch of people around you talking and sucking all the fucking air up. And uh, B, I don't remember. Um, it was just really hot, and I, I was dehydrated, and I was, like, a little bit on edge because I was surrounded by people that I don't know. And, like, people kept pushing past us to try to get to the front of the line, and they're, like, bumping into me and shit, and I have problems with people touching me in the first place. So I, like, I was, like, shaky. But uh, we yeah. got maybe, like, 20 minutes from the front of the line, and everybody was like, all right, let's go ahead and allegedly drop this acid real quick so that by the time we get into the showroom, it starts <laughs> to kick in, and we'll have a good time. And I was like, oh, man, I don't want to do it right now. I want to wait till I'm out of this line but everybody else is doing it and I give in to peer pressure like I'm in fucking middle school. So <laughs> I went ahead and popped the tab in my mouth and immediately <laughs> the second the paper touched my tongue, I had a meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to say the least. <laughs> I fucking flipped out, dude. Like I had this in my brain that the acid was going to kick in before we got out of the line and I was going to start freaking out and everybody was going to know I was on acid. So like a self-fulfilling prophecy came true. And like, I just looked around and I looked over at Sean and I was like, dude, I don't feel right. And then the next thing I know, I wake up on the ground <laughs> mm. and uh, I don't, somebody helped me up and I just like popped up and I was like, I'm cool. I'm cool. And you're like, do you want some water too? I was like, sure why not and like i started to take a drink of water and the next thing i know boom i'm on the ground again and i wake up like what the fuck just happened man <laughs> and like you helped me up and you were like you had your arms on my shoulders and you were looking me straight in the face and you were talking and i, I don't know if anybody else has ever experienced this or whatever but like there was this moment where i could hear the crowd of everybody around me talking and then like just imagine like driving really fast towards a tunnel and you can hear stuff outside and then you hit the tunnel and it's like, and like all the sound around you completely goes away. Like that happened where I could not hear anything. And you sounded like one of the teachers on Charlie Brown. You were like, I was like, dude, I can't hear anything you're saying. And in my head, I was like, Oh shit. The acid must've kicked in super fast. Cause I'm dehydrated and I haven't eaten in like 10, 15 hours. So I was like, holy shit, the acid's kicked in. Oh, God, I'm freaking out. And then, boom, I'm on the ground again. <laughs> oh, my God. I fucking, I come to again, and I'm like, God, what in the fuck is happening to me? So I just, like, kind of got up on my knees, and people were coming around. They're like, dude, you got to get him the fuck out of here. You got to get mm -hmm. him to medical attention and all this shit. And Sean was like, fuck you. Get the fuck away from my friend. I'm here yeah. to take care of him. Like, no, we're not going anywhere. We're not leaving this fucking line. And I was like, I, part of me wanted to go outside and get fresh air because I was thinking like the dude, whole like not dude. being able to breathe thing. It but was a no, no I'm, way. Dude, you handled it perfectly, to be honest, because like whatever it was, standing up was the issue. Like every time yeah, I'd stand was. up, my blood pressure dropped and like mm. all the blood left my brain and I just hit the deck. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Dude, but so people like, kept coming up to me, giving me bottles of water and shit. Yeah, people like, were people chill. They, know. you got a good like two and a half full bottles of water. I know yeah, for sure. There's like girls, like yeah, like really cute girls, like coming up to me, just like touching me, like, hey, I hope you're okay. Just, just relax. Don't. I'm like, I, I, I accidentally spit the acid out like five fucking minutes ago. There's like nothing <laughs> that's gonna happen at this point. Dude, this one dude was a dick. I was like, dude, I need that water right now. Like, and he's like. Uh, 
but dude, it's only, it's my last water. And I'm like, my fucking friend is literally passing out. I was like, stop being a little selfish ass. Like he was being such a dick. But, um, all right. So like, before we continue from there, let me tell like what the fuck was going on from, uh, my perspective, <clears throat> because there wasn't really much communication going on with you at all. So like everything was just me kind of, uh, trying to figure out what the fuck was happening you know because you weren't really like giving me information you were just like i don't know i'm like (laughs) thanks dude like you're not so like we're standing there and you like you said you said i don't really feel too good and i'm like okay like he's i don't know he's got the nerves or whatever ultimately that's what it was like it a line got to you and uh and uh, next thing I know, you put your arm around me and you put your other arm around uh, Mr. B and uh, you just fucking just all your weight just on my shoulders. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? And then I just noticed that, oh, his legs aren't working right now. And and I couldn't fucking hold you up. And I just like slowly like let you on the ground and you were just done, like completely not moving. And I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, yo. Yo, and I started like like hitting you and shaking you, and you woke up like immediately, like you weren't out for long at all. And I'm just like, dude, it was like the light switch went out and then went right back. Yeah, it went right back on. You never like you never were completely immobile for more than like a second at the most. And then you just like sat back up, and I was like, dude, like what is what's that? Is this a thing? Is there something like immediately? I started asking, like, is there something that I should know about? Is does this happen? Is this something that normally happens? And you just, like, couldn't get anything out. So I'm looking at fucking Mr. B. We'll call him BT. And uh, and I was like, dude, I like we need to figure out if, like, this is something that happens to him. I don't know if he has, like, like immediately my mind just goes to, like, conditions. Like, is there something that I should be concerned about that he hasn't told me? And then, uh, and then you're just like, no, nah, like, this doesn't happen. And I was like, well, like shit okay uh i don't really know what to think like i don't know how to handle the situation uh you're not really giving me too much information you're saying you don't know what's going on like so i'm just like okay he's hot we need water let's get let's get him let's get him water we need water so we got you water and then within 30 seconds you were down again and the second time you went down i was just like okay shit just got like really serious really quick because that just doesn't happen twice. And I don't know if there's something that is like seriously wrong. So then, you know, we went through this sort of the same process. We were like, dude, we need water. And we found somebody with a fan and we started fanning you and you're sweating and your palms are sweaty. And we're just like, holy shit. And then you went down a third time. And when you went down a third time, that's when the crowd started getting involved. And that's when everybody was like, yo, he needs to go to medical. You need to get him out of here. There's there's fresh air over there. There's doors on the side. Like, everyone started barking orders, like, left and right. And, you know, I'm trying real hard to deal with this situation and, like, currently how I was. And uh, so I so I just, out of, like, a whim, I just go, okay, uh, BT, stay here. Uh, stay here. Watch him. Like, I'm going to go get somebody and bring them back because I don't trust him walking through this crowd. Dude, I took like three steps into the crowd and just immediately was like, "Uh uh-uh, this ain't gonna fucking work. There's no way (laughs) that I am getting him through this like 50 person just clusterfuck where I can barely get through. There's no way that we're getting all of us through. 
And I just turned around immediately and was like, okay, getting him out of the crowd is just not an option. Like, he has to stay it here. Like, there's no other way. And then people were like, no, you ne- that's three times now. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And I remember I was just like, dude, my situation, my friend, let me deal with it. It's my problem. It's my situation. I'm going to deal with it. Let me fucking deal with the problem. We got water. We got fans. And you were on the ground. And I was like, and I was like, stay down. And I just remember we were like, stay down, stay down, stay down. And you were like, nah, like, I'm good. I want to stand up. I'm like, dude, every time you try to stand up, you just fall back down. I was like, stay down. And then this is kind of where you left off. And logical. basically, I got on all fours and was like, I'm literally going to crawl with you to the front. And I was like, we just got to stay on the ground. And here I am on all fours in the middle of a crowd the size of a football field. This guy that's fucking passing out left and right. (laughs) And we're just on our hands and knees just crawling, like just shooting the shit like nothing happened. (laughs) That's how you know you're like a really good friend. (laughs) Like I look back and and BT's just chilling back there with some dude with a hat on. Like they're just bullshitting. And I look over and it's like me and you are the only people in this entire crowd literally crawling on the floor like toddlers. Dude, hands and knees, like scraping up my knees and shit. <laughs> and I and I just like you wanted you kept wanting to stand up. And I was getting so annoyed. I'm like, dude, no, you're not standing up. Like and then at one point you even stood up and I stayed down. Just to like, just to like encourage you, like monkey see, monkey do. Hey, I'm on the ground. I'm having a good time. You should come down here too. And then when you stood up, I was just like, I was just like, yeah, dude. Uh, <clears throat> you know, you should uh, come down here. This is uh, this is pretty dope. <laughs> well, I was like, I felt like I looked weird, and after at that point, I had pretty much, you know, I'd had enough water. I had like two and a half like bottles of water, like you said, and I was starting to feel better. And I'd stand up for a while and like take a few steps forward and then I'd get a little bit dizzy and I'd just go back to squatting and I just kept popping back and forth between standing and squatting. And like eventually we got to the end of the line and there was like this barricade I could lean up against and that was perfect. I just leaned up against the barricade and like there was this huge mound of trash at the end of it where people were like taking shit out of their pockets that they weren't allowed to bring in and I grabbed a bottle off of there Uh and like squished it up and stuck it in my pocket. And that's when we got through the line. And yeah, you guys's shit started to kick in. <laughs> oh, dude, it was already full force. Let me tell you. But, but like, uh, like we, like, I was so nervous about the line because I was just like, I was like, all that I could think about was worst case scenario. Like the worst thing that could happen right now is he stands up to get through the security line, and then he passes out again. Like, because what would happen is, like, we'd pretty much be fucked. We would, we wouldn't. Yeah, they'd definitely throw us out. Yeah, like we wouldn't. We would have police like on us, and it just was not good. So if you remember, I kept saying to you, I was like, dude, all we gotta do is make it through the line, bro. All we gotta do is make it through the line. Like, you gotta promise me, like, when we get up to security, just, just bite down, tough it out. And I was like, then I started like trying, like, I was like, okay, how can I get in his head in like a positive way? And I was like, dude. Like, look, man, fucking best buddies. Like, you came all the way out here. We're fucking awesome. Everybody here is so cool. Everyone's trying to help us out. Like, everyone's so friendly. We're just making sure that you're okay. Just trying to, like, make you feel very comforted, you know, to get through. And I don't know if it uh, if it helped at all, but you made it through the line perfectly fine. Didn't look like you had it's any... because sh- you kissed me. <laughs> it didn't look like you had any struggles at all getting through. 
Um, as soon as we got through security, we had found a water fountain. I filled up a bottle. I sipped on it a little bit, and then we went to that Haven place. And I was like, at this po- at the point that we got to Haven, I was like, I'm fucking straight. Like, it yeah. was just the line that was that was bugging me, and nobody wanted to believe me. So they find like this big like inflatable worm thing, and people yeah. sitting on it and shit. I'm like, this is so pointless. But I was like, oh, you know, everybody was so nice to me and shit. I didn't want to be a dick about it, so I just chilled there for a minute, and then. Um, I can't remember that dude's name. The dude that's always a bummer all the time. You don't have to say his name, but you know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came up with like some pizza and shit. <laughs> it was really funny. Brian, or uh, sorry, BT brings this up all the time. <laughs> like, I stood up out of the uh, little like weird worm chair thing, and that uh, that dude comes up with a slice of pizza and sticks it in my face. Goes, <laughs> Come on, dude, eat something. It'll make you feel better. I was look- I looked at him and I go, I don't eat carbs. Get that fucking pizza. <laughs> <laughs> You straight up, after all this, we were like, all that we wanted to do is get nutrients in your body, get you fueled, and uh, and we try to give you food, and you're, you're just so, you're so just stuck on your keto thing, you're like, I don't fucking eat carbs, and just shoot us away, and we just started laughing so hard. We were just dying. Well, it's just like, I've I've worked really hard to get to where I am, and like, not a lot of people can truly appreciate that because they see I'm still pretty big and mm. I got, you know, 50 to 60 more pounds ago before I'm in like a comfortable range. But it's like, dude, I'm not going to let a, a slice of pizza fuck up my whole weekend. <laughs> mm. Well, my well, my fear was like, I didn't know that it was the line at that point entirely. I thought it was just like the heat and everything like that and being in a tight area. So my initial thought, and I I remember even saying something to you. I was like, dude, listen, I don't know if like how comfortable you are with being in there because where we're going to be is going to be a lot more intense than that line. Like it's going to be way hotter. It's going to be way more crowded. I was like, it's just not like going to be a desirable spot because cause I, like I said, I thought it was the heat. And then uh, you you just fucking you were like I'm good, and you just came in and and like the first, the first like half hour, I just kept like watching you. I was like, dude, I like uh, cause cause if this cause if it happens again during the show in that crowd, forget about getting out. Like, did you see how deep that crowd was and how far in we were? Like that, yeah, like, dude. We pushed really hard to get there. Yeah, like it would have been impossible. You would have been screwed. You would have been. You would have just had to toughed it out in the middle of the crowd and just kept fucking passing out and getting back up and passing out and getting back. <laughs> up. And I thought that was gonna happen. And I remember I was just like dreading that that was gonna happen. And zero fucking issues. Like it was. It was literally just the line and nothing else. It was what the the line was like. Part A. It was a, basically a cocktail of like worst case scenarios. Like number one, dehydrated. Number two, haven't eaten in like 15 hours. Number three, I was in a place I was incredibly uncomfortable and was uh, a little nervous and took acid. It was like my first acid trip in a really, really long time. So I was nervous about that. Yeah. And uh, just like being surrounded by people like all those factors together you take out any of the, if i didn't take that acid wouldn't happen if there wasn't yeah. that many people there wouldn't happen if i was fully <laughs> hydrated you know like all those things together combined into like this weird like my blood pressure dropped and i wasn't getting oxygen to my brain and i hit the floor yeah 
Yeah, I but mean, we got into the showroom and I was fully hydrated. I was more comfortable. I didn't I have that looming like dread of acid hitting me in an uncomfortable place. So everything was cool. And I mean, what was that? Two hours straight of just like brain fucking base nectar. And what did I do the whole time? <laughs> Raging out, dude. Hard. <laughs> yeah, we went hard. We went hard. I remember we got to the end of it and you looked over at me and you're like, dude, I'm like 168 pounds and I have trouble dancing that whole time. Yeah. Went hard, bro. <laughs> yeah. I remember at one point you took like your outer shirt off and I just looked at Brian and I was just like, yo, he's getting serious now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like got down to my undershirt and rolled my sleeves up. I was, I like, know. I was like, he's ready to go. There's half naked people everywhere. Oh I'm, yeah. I'll, dude. I'll bring the guns out. Oh yeah. Nobody gives a shit what you wear at those things. That's why they're dope. My favorite part of that whole thing was like, as we were leaving the venue, like we all got split up and whatever, but we knew we were all going to meet back at the hotel. Like I kept bumping into people that were like, yo, dude, you're the one that was passing out in the line. You fucking made it, bro. <laughs> like, people really nice. Oh my God. Yeah. There was like five or six people just <laughs> on the way out that were like, dude, fuck yeah. You survived. <laughs> shit yeah that was quite the uh base nectar experience for sure <clears throat> i'm excited for fucking june dude yeah dude that's gonna be nutty that so so that's gonna be an interesting show because that's that's a little different than his normal shows but it's my personal favorite just because i guess partly because i've like seen his big huge grand fucking massive things before you know like the biggest shows that you can put on but his freestyle shows are like a whole nother it's not your typical bass nectar it's more um it's more of like the bass nectar that bass nectar wants to be <clears throat> that he he doesn't have to like uh play all of his biggest well-known bangers like he's literally just gonna dig deep into his archives and go back as far as he wants and just play all these fucking old school jams you know and it's so cool because you get to hear so many awesome just fire songs that maybe haven't been played since like 2010 like he's he's playing dubstep from like the 2010 era and that was like when dubstep was the best you know and it's so awesome era. yeah and it's so awesome because he played like dude he played zed's dead eyes on fire like i haven't heard that song played live in a very very long time well actually Okay, I heard Zed's Dead played at Red Rocks like a couple months before, or no, the week before. But my point is, besides Zed's Dead playing it, which you kind of expect, you don't really hear that song played all that often anymore, and especially by Bass Nectar. <clears throat> and he played that on his sound system. I melted. It was awesome. We got to how hear fucking it. crazy is Red Rocks? Oh, dude, Red Rock. Well, he can't play at Red Rocks anymore. He's banned. Like just well, him. like you can't even get in there. You have to sign up to get that venue like two years ahead of time now. It's so overbooked. Yeah, they have their calendars nuts. Like I checked their calendar when I moved here uh a year ago. They already had like all the way through November booked. And I'm like, holy shit, dude. But yeah, dude, it's so Don't funny. You explain what Red Rocks is like. Yeah. So so Red Rocks is uh fucking epic as fuck. Uh the first show that I ever saw there. So I used to I live about 10 minutes from there. 
And the first time I ever went there, I was like, I'm going to go just check the venue out and see what's good. I was amazed at the angle that the rocks come out of the ground. So the rocks come out of the mountain at a fucking steep ass, like 45 degree angle. These things are fucking huge, man. They're like the size of buildings, like skyscrapers. And the coolest thing about Red Rocks is it's a naturally formed uh, venue. So they didn't really do anything besides put seating in that lined itself down. But it's cool. It's got the whole like stadium seating amphitheater. And uh, and the neat thing about it is the rocks on the side contain, contain like all of the acoustics. So the sound quality in there is really, really nice. <clears throat> and then the first show that I saw there was Rez and Zed's Dead. Amazing, obviously. Wow. Yeah, that was the first time I ever went to a show. And, it, and I'll say this. It was awesome and the acoustics sounded really nice and i'm in love with rez so it's so cool to see her play there and open up for zed zed and zed zed played a bunch of bangers <clears throat> and the venue's gorgeous and we got a when rez came on we got a it sprinkled a little and then we got a double rainbow behind the venue and it was just awesome and it and it's like in the top of the mountains and it overlooks all of golden and you can see denver like way in the background because you're like pretty far away um, but my only complaint was there wasn't like much bass at all. And I'm not sure if it's because of the noise restrictions there or if it's because of just the heavy bass that I'm used to going to electronic shows. But I think it was um I think it was Red Rocks like regulations. But there just wasn't a lot of bass um during that show, so that was the only complaint about it. <clears throat> and that leads me. I'd, to... I'd love to go see a show there sometime. Yeah, dude, they have shows all the time. Like, and even if you don't see a show, it's cool to just go there and check it out. And the first time I did go there without a show, there were people like people use it to work out. People run up and down the stairs. I'm not talking like one or two people. Like the whole thing is just filled with people in in uh, gym clothing, <laughs> doing push-ups on the <laughs> it's steps. It's a cool thing to do in Colorado. Yeah, they like they like monkey. They like a gorilla crawl up and down the stairs and everything like that. Is uh, that's pretty cool, but um, but that leads me to you know, Bass Nectar can't even play there anymore, and it's fucking hilarious. Like the the county banned him from playing because he was allegedly shifting rock formations and causing the nearby neighborhoods' houses to shake and rattle with too much. Uh, it's good stuff. The, the amount of Too like fucking bad <laughs> the, the amount of places that like bitch about him and try to ban him is just fucking hysterical i love it <clears throat> the one he did in colorado two years ago fucking kicked his ass out well they didn't kick his ass out but they had a big thing on the news that was like it was an earthquake my windows were shattering and then i walked outside and realized it was bass there's a funny video on youtube that you can check out about it <laughs> it's just so funny like Big headliner. Um, yeah, dude, it's the freestyle sessions is dope. So once again, it's not going to be your huge, like, biggest setup, fucking massive, huge LED screens. It's more of a, of like a like a underground sort of um, vibe visually, like more of a gathering sort of thing, sort of feeling. Um, because last year he had like a like a big circular screen, but that was pretty much the only screen that he had for LEDs besides the thing in front of him. But it was really cool because he had uh, he had uh, what the fuck is his name? Android Jones come in and did and did the visuals with a Vive VR 
like by hand you could see him standing there in the booth in the sound booth with like the virtual reality mask on and he had the things in his hands and he was like moving them around and painting and everything that he was painting was showing up live on the huge screen beside behind bass nectar and it was fucking dope yeah it was sick like it was amazing and he's all like he just does this crazy psychedelic artwork and has this big program um but there i'll tell you one thing that is not skimped at all and that is the sound the sound is he brought it like it was just as loud as any other bass sector show which is uh which is dope so it'll be interesting to see what his setup is this year and uh it'll be really cool to to see what kind of stuff he plays but he's doing the same three themes he's doing freestyle night dream tempo night wild style night it's gonna be fucking crazy man it's gonna be awesome too just like to get away from here yeah to like check check out colorado because yeah. you know in like a year or two i'm looking to try to either move to portland or denver and this will give me a chance to kind of scope out the place people such like that yeah no denver's really cool this whole area has got some dope ass peeps it'll be, it'll be that helps time. that one of my best friends lives there yeah that's true that piece of shit He's a dog shit. Speaking of shit, I got a fucking shit soon. Still soon. Are you feeling the grumblies? Oh, dude, I've been feeling the grumblies for the past, like, hour. The coffee and the steak is blowing right through me. Dude, <clears throat> fucking... This is really gross, but... I had... I couldn't remember the last time that I gagged wiping my own ass until the other night. So I was sitting... <laughs> I was sitting in a Discord with Modern... And I was just like, oh, dude, I got a shit. And then I kind of put it off. And then like 10 minutes went by and I was like, oh, dude, I got a shit. And I, and I ran to the bathroom. Best way to describe it is just pissing out your ass. Like I straight up was just pissing brown out my butt. And I looked in the toilet at one point and I was like, okay, yeah, that's really bad. And all I saw was this like dark fucking, you know, diarrhea. But then on the top, there was this layer of, you know how there's like, you can get a nice dark poop, but then you can get the the creamy, like light brown peanut butter poop that just looks really gross. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that color, like dog shit, peanut butter. And that shit was just, there was this big, thick layer just floating on the top, just completely separate from all the other colors. And I grabbed a fucking piece of toilet paper and I was already like, dude, what is that? That color is really nasty. It's just all liquidy. And I went to wipe my ass and a big chunk of it just fell right onto my thumb. It was like hanging from my ass, I guess. And I just immediately <laughs> like I looked at it on my thumb. I looked in the toilet and I was just like, Ugh! and I like almost puked wiping my own ass. And at that point. I just felt so low about myself. I'm like, dude, I'm actually embarrassed to be like a guy right now. Like this is really <laughs> fucking nasty. So I grabbed another piece of toilet paper. Cause the one I had already had shit on it and started wiping the shit off my thumb and then threw that in the toilet. And then I had to take more toilet paper and wipe it. And I eventually ended up just scrubbing it with just like wet fucking white. Dude, it was, it was bad. It was not a good time. It's it reminds me of this one time when I, back when I was like still really fat. Like <laughs> I, I don't know what the fuck I ate, but I was at work and I had this like nasty feeling in my stomach, and I was like, "Oh shit, it's time to go to the bathroom." 
And I, I turned around and I went to start walking towards the bathroom and I got stopped by these people that were like asking me all these questions and stuff. Like I worked at Lowe's. So yeah. people were like, oh, what kind of flower would go best? With? I'm like, bitch, you need to be quiet. <laughs> go ask somebody else. Cause I'm about to destroy these overalls real quick. Yeah. The worst is so, when you get a shit and someone's at and someone's trying to fucking talk to you. <laughs> Continue. Yeah, imagine, and, and I'm wearing fucking overalls, like, in the middle of winter, trying to stay warm and shit, so I finally get out of that conversation, and I, like, basically, if you can imagine, like, squeezing your butt cheeks together as, as like, hard as you can with your ass muscles, and, like, speed walking at the same time, like, you can't bend your knees, so <laughs> you're, like, speed walking with completely locked out knees, squeezing your ass cheeks together, and like hurrying to the bathroom and I had like a quarter mile walk <clears throat> so I hurried up and I got to the bathroom and I'm like oh shit I gotta like unbuckle these fucking snaps <laughs> up the top of these overalls and all this stuff so I like <clears throat> as I open the door I'm like taking the top off like I throw it down I bust open the stall and like I turn around and I bend over to pull the fucking overalls down and when I bent over like I lost all control of my anal muscles and like pushed oh. on my fat stomach and just like rocket shit flew out of my head. Oh. Like, splattered the fucking wall. God damn. Like, all over the wall, all over the flushing thing, all over the like top of the toilet like and a little bit on the toilet seat and then I like sat like it was like all one motion. I like pulled my pants down and bent forward, shit all over the place, and then sat down all at the same time, like in one big motion. And I just like I had shit all over my back and my ass cheeks and stuff. And I was like, I'm at work. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> this is not a good situation. So I, I had that same feeling where it's just like I don't want to be a person right now. I was like <laughs> embarrassed to be a guy. I was like I'm embarrassed to be a human. If dying was an option right now, like if I if I had had a gun on me, I probably would be dead right now because that was worth killing yourself over for sure. <laughs> I'm like taking giant wads, like enough a uh, wad of a toilet paper to cover like my whole hand and like part of my forearm, so I could just like wipe shit off of my back and my ass. Yeah, and stuff. it was fucking gnarly. And I uh. just went home. I didn't say anything to anybody. I didn't even clock out. I just fucking like you just left. You just out to the parking lot. You just straight up pieced. Yeah, I just went to my car and went <laughs> home and got in the shower and just stood there. Like, <laughs> what have I done? Dude, you know what? You know it's funny. You ever like have to shit somewhere really bad, and uh, and you're just trying to hold it like you're in a car or something, and you're just holding it and you're holding it. And there's so many times where like you're about to fucking blow. But you always hold it in, and you always hold it in. It's like, okay, I got this, I got this, I got this. And then you run into your house, and, like, it just slowly gets worse and looser. And then you get to the toilet, and, like, when you're trying to fucking undo your pants, you're going so fucking fast, you're stumbling on your belt. And the second that your pants go beyond your butthole, it's, like, it's like perfect fucking timing. Like, your brain, your brain sees the toilet, and just automatically is like, okay, we are now going to relax every sphincter muscle from not only you, but from your mom and your brothers. And everybody's sphincter <laughs> muscle is just going to be completely loose. 
I just always found it funny how yeah, like, dude, it's, it's like it's timed perfectly. It's like, like your a, asshole knows where the toilet is, yep. and it knows that you're getting closer to it. Yep, it just it knows that it's like okay, we're ten feet away. All right, everybody, loosen up a little. It's like we're five feet. All right, a little looser. Alright, he's loosening the belt. Get ready. Hold. <laughs> Hold. <laughs> Fire. Uh, Jesus, dude. Yosemite <laughs> National Park. Just the whole <laughs> super volcano explodes out of your ass at one time. <laughs> and those are like the fastest shits ever, too. Because like, by the time you sit down, like 90% of your body's empty. Yep. Like, now it's time to. He sat down. Time to wipe. I didn't even get to look at fucking Instagram. Like, yeah, <laughs> dude. That's the thing with shits, though. Like, my average shit is probably 15 to 20 minutes, somewhere in that range. And I would say within the first 20 seconds, I'm already done pooping. Like, I, I sit down, and it's just everything's out. And then it's just, okay, now we're just going to chill for the next 20 minutes. Let's do some shit. Maybe we'll let out a couple farts. Maybe there's, like, there's like a, a rogue turd that tried to go the opposite direction. Trying to visit the North Pole where you're going to fucking get him out. You never know. Couple dead gerbils. Couple dead gerbils. You know what's, um, you know what's the worst when, uh, when, uh, what the fuck was I going to say? I'm thinking about two different stories right now. Oh, the worst is when you, when you take a shit and you, you think you're done shitting and you're all good and you're pushing, you're pushing and then you wipe and then you stand up and you flush. And do you ever just have that feeling where like you put your pants back on, you're washing your hands and you just gotta shit again immediately <laughs> like like yeah, it's just, you take one step out of the bathroom and you're like god damn yeah <laughs> you're just like that really uncomfortable like there's still a lump in your asshole and you're just like oh and it's really weird and you always try to like you, you sit down carefully like nice and slowly on a chair and you slowly ease your ass onto the seat and you're just like oh dude everything's all fucking bernie back there still and ah oh, those are the worst every time i eat pepperoni <laughs> i like I'll get done. I'll walk out like, God, I got to go again. And then I'll go. And then it'll happen a third time. And by that time, you've already wiped your ass so many times that it's like you're peeling off layers of fucking anal skin. It's the worst. <laughs> oh. pepperonis. Yeah. Nah, pepperonis are... Dude, were you, were you in my uh, stream the other day when I told the wedding story? I don't think so. When I shit my pants at a wedding like this summer, just a couple months. <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't I don't think I've told this one on a on a podcast, so I'm gonna retell it. But basically one of my best friends, Karim, got married over in Pennsylvania. I moved to Colorado. And um uh he had a wedding and it was in what the fuck was it? August twenty sixth, so my buddy's birthday. So you know, I fucking I go to this wedding, I'm talking to him beforehand and I'm just like, Yeah, dude, like what kind of food do you get and what kind of drinks? And he's telling me some shit. And then he goes, he goes, all right, well, I told Brittany, which was uh, the bride. He's like, I promised her that you wouldn't like whip out your balls or anything like that. Like, I think it's funny how <laughs> one of my best friend's biggest concern about me going to his wedding is that he thinks that I'm going to whip my cock out for like his family. He's like, he's like, all right, dude, just control your drinking. Like, don't, don't get too drunk. Don't like my family's going to be here from Poland. Like my mom's going to be here. Like, don't. Just don't do anything stupid. And I was like, all right, man, I promise to do my very best to just not make people up. So I show up at the wedding, and weddings are free drinks. And what does he have? He has fucking 
IPAs, India Pale Ales, which are, which is my favorite type of beer, but it's also an extremely high alcohol content. So if you drink, like, even somebody that is an avid beer drinker, you drink, like, four of these babies, and you're feeling it, like, pretty good already, just off of four beers, because these things are, like, 9% alcohol. So... I start pound. I I looked and I was like, dude, fuck you for having IPAs to drink. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, cause cause you know that I'm gonna be drinking all night and I'm obviously gonna choose an IPA over something else. So like, I'm just gonna be drinking IPAs all night. Uh, fucking goddamn it! This was the only wedding that I had ever gone to that I don't remember anything after dinner. So like, I remember sitting down for dinner and then I remember like vaguely remember getting the food. And like making jokes with people at my table, and I don't remember anything after that. Nothing. Don't remember any dancing, <laughs> fucking speech, nothing, dude. Just <laughs> complete blackout. And um, and I wake up in the morning, and I'm on like a cot. So I guess in hotels you can call down and you can say, "Hey, we have somebody sleeping with us, uh, but we're sleeping in the bed." And they'll bring up like a little fucking military cot, and they'll make a bed for you and everything. So I wake up on this thing. I'm really confused. I have no idea where I am. And I look around and I look over at the bed and I see like finally some some comfort. I see my fucking Justin sleeping there with his girlfriend. I'm like, oh, thank God. Okay. I'm like in a comfortable area and I'm still full suit, like tie, shirt, everything. And I'm like, man, I got a fucking shit. So I, <laughs> so I go to the bathroom and I sit down on the toilet and like I start trying to shit and I know I have to shit. And I'm pushing out, like, I'm pushing as hard as I can. And, like, nothing's coming out. Like, no shit's coming out. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, and I'm, like, pushing. It's, like, it's blocked. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So I take a a toilet paper, and I go to wipe my ass. And all that I feel is just, like, caked, dried, just massive clumps of dried shit all (laughs) over the inside of my ass. Like, completely dried and crusted and it's blocking my asshole like picture like putting just a big thread of shit over your asshole so any turd that tries to come out of your ass just gets immediately cock blocked by dry shit and tries to like split it into two and i'm like fuck so i start screaming i'm like dude i fucking shit myself and i look in my underwear and there's shit all in my underwear and i take my underwear out and i ended up throwing the underwear away and i fold the suit pants up and I and I start I jump into the shower and I was like, dude, I gotta fucking take this shit out of my ass. So I dump in, jump into the shower and start taking a like tons of soap, like just lathering up tons of soap and just soaping it up back there, and then just grabbing and just ripping dried shit hair from my asshole, just just chunks and chunks. And I'm screaming, I'm like, ow, ow, fuck, like dude, it hurts so fucking bad. And it took like ten minutes to get it all out of my ass felt very low about myself once again and i packed up the suit and threw it in a garbage bag and tied it up uh real tight threw the underwear out put some other like just t-shirt and shorts on and then uh my mom picked me up and i she walked she came outside and she's like well how was your night and i was like knowing full well that i just grabbed shit hair out of my ass and i was like oh it was fine it was fun i had a couple drinks but It was a fun night, Mom. I'm not going to go into too much detail. Your mom is like the sweetest human on earth. I can't imagine having to tell her all of that. Nah, never. Nah, she's nice. She has a 
She's a nice lady. Sure. You want another shit story or you want to move on? <laughs> Whatever, dude. Well, like, I, I have one slightly funny one. Um, back when I used to work at Lowe's for a while, I worked in delivery. And we delivered, like, appliances and stuff into people's houses. And uh, one time, like, in the dead of winter, uh, we had this delivery, like, way out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, these people got a new washer and dryer. And <clears throat> this was back when I ate really bad. And I, I mean, like, had diarrhea probably 90% of the time. <laughs> I'd shit, like, four or five times a day every day. <laughs> like, clearly unhealthy, but yeah. whatever. Um, so we get, so we start on this delivery, and everything's cool. Like, we take their old washer and dryer out and put it in the back of our truck, and we're, like, bringing the new ones in. And I was, like, I went from, like, 100% fine to, like, DEFCON 5, if I don't find a bathroom mm. in the next five minutes, mm. I'm going to need a whole new wardrobe. <laughs> like, mm. It's just like that little, there's like a shelf in your, in your colon. We're like, once we get past this shelf, you're in danger. Yeah. And literally a Pandora's giant box is pile open. of shit. Yeah. Just a giant pile. Just hit that shelf and like blew through it and was like already touching my anus. So I was like, dude. I looked over at my coworker. I was like, dude, we have to figure something out right fucking <laughs> <laughs> Or we're going to have a fucking problem. And like, all right. So my options were pretty limited. We're out in the middle of nowhere. There's nowhere I could just like run across the street to the gas station or anything like that too. And it was like extremely against our policy to ask the customer if we could use their bathroom, especially if you had to shit. And like my shits peel paint. Like, I can't just oh. shit in a customer's bathroom and just brush it off like nothing <laughs> happened. Like, they would have to, like, <laughs> they'd have to call in a clean crew to get rid of the smell for sure. So, I'm, I'm like, looking at him like, dude, what the fuck am I going to do? I can't shit in their house. We're too far away from anywhere for me to do anything about it. So, he's like, well, I guess you're just going to have to go shit in the woods. And I was like, nah, dude, I got a better idea. We already have their old washer and dryer in our truck. I'll just knock one of them over, flip the top open, and just drop trial and take a shit in their old washer <laughs> and dryer. Well, the thing is, like, typically when we take olds, like old washers and dryers and shit, we put it in this uh, trailer where we keep it, and then they send it off to get, like, scrapped or whatever. But if, like, it's full, sometimes we have to set them outside, and, like, the meth heads in town will come and steal them to try to make a little bit of meth money. So I was like, what I'll do is... We'll just set it outside like the trailer's full. Some meth head will come and take it, and he'll have to deal with it. Like, I don't care if a meth dealer has to deal with a giant pile of my nasty shit. Like, he deals with worse. It's fine. Exactly. So, like, I, was, I got in the back of the truck. I was like, if they come out here, just distract them. Tell them, you know, I'm on the phone with our boss or whatever. So we closed the door to the back of the truck, and I'm, like, fully dressed down. It's, like, two degrees outside. So I got... Um, you know, like uh, long johns. I had a full body long john suit on, like the ones you see in westerns and shit. Yeah. I had like the shit flap in the back, uh, but yep. I also had boxers on under that. That's very key to the story that I had boxers on as well. Uh, <laughs> so I like take my coat off, take my hoodie off, undo the overalls, pull those down, and I'm just thinking, all right, I'll pop up on here, open the ass flap, let her rip. I got some paper towels back here. I'll wipe her down. We'll be good to go. So I jumped up on the fucking... God God damn it. Dude, I I forgot I was wearing boxers. God damn it. God. So I jump up on top of it and spread the ass flap, and I just 
dropped like a four pound load right in my box. Like, <laughs> if you were looking up at it inside the washer, you just see like it hanging down like four inches. Ew, like a fucking, like a stork carrying a baby, dude. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh shit, at least none of it's touched me. So I just like reached back and I pulled the boxers down and like flipped them inside out. Like, <laughs> and just dump, it's like, like you open up a soft taco and just dump the meat out. <laughs> I just flipped it over and like smashed it down into the washer. God so damn it. I get it all. Like I take the boxers off. I throw them in there too. Cause I'm like, those are ruined. There's like a little bit of shit on me so i wipe that off and i get everything dressed back up well halfway through all this process i hear like the owner of the house come out and he's like hey uh what's the hang up you guys you guys everything okay because he was like concerned that like there was something wrong with his new stuff uh-huh. and my coworkers out there he's just like uh yeah uh he's just uh he just needs a minute i'm like dude that is the worst excuse i've ever fucking heard <laughs> The guy's like, all right, well, uh, let me know if I can do anything. And he went away. I was like, thank God. He did not ask me questions. So I get done and I go up and I lift the door up. And, like, he's just standing there. And we look at each other. And there's just this moment of, like, that was fucking ridiculous. So we both just, like, died laughing. Uh, I got dressed up. No. We finished the delivery, right? And we're concerned the whole time that they're going to change their mind and say they wanted to keep their old stuff. So that was like in the forefront of my mind. Like, please do not say you want to keep your old stuff. Because if we, if they want to keep it, they're fucked. Because there is a giant pile of peanut butter <laughs> shit in their washing machine right now. And that would be a problem. Yeah. But we got through the delivery. Everything was cool. They signed. We left. Well, we get about five miles down the road. We're like half an hour from the store. It was our last delivery of the day. And boom. Our truck breaks down. Mm. <laughs> so we're stuck on the side of the fucking road. We actually ended up being able to roll into a gas station. We rolled into this gas station. We're sitting there and we like called our boss. We're like, hey, our truck broke down. He's like, all right, I'll send a wrecker and I'll, they'll uh, take the truck to a place to get repaired and I'll come pick you up. And we're just sitting there waiting and we're like bullshitting and whatnot. And I like both of us remembered at the exact same time that we have a uh, washing machine full of hot steamy shit in the back of our truck and that it's about to get towed to a place to get fixed for god knows how long (laughs) so i was like dude what the fuck are we gonna do like they're gonna find out and i'm gonna get in trouble and like i was just concerned that i was gonna get fired so i was like well there's only one thing i can do dude i'm gonna have to go back there and scoop all the shit out of that washer (laughs) dude just a shitty situation it's horrible I just, in my mind, like, my job's on the line, so either I stick my arm in this washing machine full of shit and scoop it out, or I'm fucked, and I don't have a job. So, like, I go into this gas station, I was like, hey, do you guys have any, like, grocery bags or anything? She's like, sure. She just gave me, like, two grocery bags. I'm like, cool, thanks, and I just looked. I didn't even want to look at her. (laughs) So, I go outside, and he's standing at the back of the truck watching me, and I open up the washer, and, like, this putrid, like, it was like five day old hot rotten meat just hit me right in the face oh and i just i turned my face over like to face him to look at him and be like you but the words didn't even leave my mouth and i just fucking barfed all over the floor <laughs> 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 what the fuck? it was so bad but i had to push through i had to keep my job <laughs> so i like slid slid this uh 
Walmart bag over my arm and like s grabs a bunch of paper towels and stuck my arm in and just looked away and at my other hand I'm like plugging my nose and I stuck my hand in and I just like scooped as much as I could out and I brought it out and like it was like running down the bag which would have touched my arm if the bag wasn't there which would have been a whole nother fucking scenario but I just got shit all over and I'm looking at it and like I turned the bag inside out and tied it off and I looked inside and I was like, that's pretty much all of it. So I just like closed the washer and I took the bag and I started shaking it and he was like dry heaving because it was like <laughs> so nasty smelling. So I just like threw it at him and it hit him and then he puked. <laughs> oh God. This, this, uh, man. this is a series of unfortunate shitty events, like a pun totally intended. What would you do to save to, like, your job? Would you scrub shit out of a dryer to save your job? Underdog would. Exactly. Well, <laughs> after all that, I like grabbed a bag of shit off the ground that also had my underwear in it, by the way, which would have been a dead giveaway that it was me, because like who else wears three X large fucking <laughs> a stork <laughs> so a stork bag. Yeah. And I like started walking towards where their dumpster would be mm. and i noticed like two-thirds of the way there that there's no fucking dumpster there so now i have nowhere to throw this thing i look back at him and he realized that there was no dumpster too and like he started laughing he's like what the hell am i gonna do now so i just threw it on the roof of the gas station and... <laughs> i wonder if it's still there to this <laughs> day if it's just plastered flat on the roof from all the rain and weather but it's still there there's still a mark like how gum dries on the sidewalk and leaves an everlasting mark there might be somewhere i like i like to think it's still there but yeah hell yeah i don't know it's Dude, been you, a few years bro you basically gave birth to two babies you gave birth to twins brown twins yeah I mean, what does a baby weigh when it comes it out? Well, not actually, no. Babies weigh like eight pounds, nine pounds. Yeah, dude, that's the, insane. Like, the worst thing was. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> the worst part was, after everything was over, like our boss came and we're all sitting in this truck with the heat on, like, and it was one of those ones where it's like only a front seat, it's like a bench seat, so all three of us are like shoulder to shoulder, bunch of big dudes, and. uh we're sitting there waiting for the tow truck to come to take our truck away. And my coworker is sitting there like dropping hints that, like, <laughs> oh man, this is such a shitty situation. <laughs> he like elbow me. He's like, isn't this some shit, man? It's like a big old bag of shit. Like, you shut the fuck up. Put you in the face. <laughs> oh yeah. my Nobody God. ever found out. Like they took it and repaired it and it came back and the, washer still was there with like little traces of shit in it dude like, you never I know i didn't want to open it maybe somebody will listen to this and they'll hear it and be like dude that was me <laughs> <laughs> i don't know but it was pretty fucked up sounds fucked up ain't nobody trying to deal with shit even if it's your own shit no, like that's, I didn't think it was possible to throw up off your own shit, but apparently if you let it sit in the back of a truck for two hours, then uh, it'll get you. Dude, you know it's the worst word to describe shit, the one that just makes it sound gross. Like, it can be stinky, steamy, it just hot. Like, when you described your shit, it's like a big old 
hot dump like just thinking of shit still steaming <laughs> and still like the same temperature as your body maybe like 96 degrees instead of 98 like ugh yeah you just know that if nasty visuals in your head you just know that if like a big chunk of it fell on the back of your hand it would you just feel like this this heat like a hand warmer not good pretty gnarly I do have to shit though very soon, so we might have to wrap this up at some point. That's cool, man. We can wrap it up. Yeah, because I, because my multiple times I've done the thing where like I had to squeeze so hard and just like pray that the sensation of the shit coming out of my ass doesn't actually occur. I don't want what happened to me to happen to you. Yeah, all it's... over your own personal bathroom. That would be the worst. And I'm getting the 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 moves to i don't know like the uneasy where you got to keep like moving and shifting your body weight around you know what i mean Ugh. 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 <laughs> but um but yeah dude so i think uh i think we'll wrap it up we'll have we'll have more talks in the future sure oh yeah there's no shortage of bullshit for us to talk about <laughs> i know but uh yeah, dead. I appreciate uh, the chit chat. I had a good time. You had a good time. We 100%. should. We should hook up. Dude, it'd be cool if we could do one face to face this summer. Like record one over the yeah, weekend. Yeah, we definitely like could. First, first or second show. Definitely could. I feel like if I did a face to face, it would. I would do video with it. Sure. Yeah. Oh. But, uh, yeah, cool. Well, I hope everybody uh, had a good time listening. Mr. Underdog here. Uh, I'll probably Hey, by the way, me. Death, if you're still listening, Death, I didn't mean it. I love you. And <laughs> I would never say mean things about you because <laughs> he messaged me on Facebook and was very upset. He did message you? What, like during this? Yeah, he called me out. I, he never actually called me a fat piece of shit. He just made me feel bad for getting drunk when I was uh, <laughs> dieting. Yeah. And I don't dislike him. I actually like him a lot. Same. I guess I like him. All right. He's... All right, everybody. Uh, I'll see you guys next time. Any last words, Mr. Underdog? I love all of you. And... Uh, death to gingers. Death to gingers. Wow. Modern's gonna work. Ow. <laughs> ah, yep. Peace.